fucking still sweating over here. Yeah, he's happy. All live. <laughs> Welcome to the Iron Lords Podcast and the Lords of Gaming.net, episode number 109. And it's another glorious Sunday. We're back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm very excited about our special guests. And we've got PS5 Secret Sauce, Epic Store Acquisitions, Games as a Service, Valve VR, and Borderlands 3 revealed to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord whose knowledge and passion for consoles truly resonates as a seasoned member of our gaming community. This Lord consistently promotes a platform of professionalism and always has fun while continuing to represent the good in gaming. <laughs> Introducing the host of the BitCast podcast and founder of SeasonedGaming.com, the Lord of Porsche Power and representative of all games, all platforms, no ads, no BS. Live from Kansas City and making his debut into the realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Ainsley Bowden. How you doing, sir? I'm doing real well, man. How you guys doing? I, I don't think anyone's gonna top that intro. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolute pleasure to have you, man. Thank you oh, for my pleasure. Going on today, <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to apologize right off the bat, guys. It's on me, Lord Kaimito, <laughs> and I've been talking about this for weeks. And I had this tournament come up, I couldn't get out of it's a big thing here. And uh, they accommodated my schedule, and I just want to thank you guys profusely. So sorry to hold it up. No, nah, no worries, man. Thanks for still making it, man. Yeah, you can come late anytime you like. You bringing two statues. We all know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got other ones for you too. We'll have to see that. Oh, kicking statues in the building. I'm yeah. loving this right here. Yeah, uh, man. What have you been playing, sir? Man, what games have you been playing? Oh man, well, I finished up Sekiro. Um, finished that, and I play the hell out of Division Two. I'm a big looter shooter guy. Nice. So nice. I'm already kind of maxed. You know, I'm like Gear Score five. 110 or I'm kind of maxed out there. And then right now I've been all about Mortal Kombat. I'm a big Mortal Kombat guy. Likewise, likewise. It's a fantastic version, man. Excellent. Oh, man. Excellent. It is crazy. That's what I almost I, I've got a Raiden and a Sub-Zero statue too. I almost brought those today, but I don't know. I like these ones. So. Oh, you got oh man. One y'all gonna have to do it like a joint show. You and K. Listen, listen, I have no problem. And I said the evolution of this of uh, the channel for King of Statues is me going to other people's uh you know residence and uh checking out their collection. And and it, that's what I'm talking about. That's the evolution of the channel. No doubt. Yo, already all oh, salute, Lord Death Singer. Thank you, brother. Ten dollar super chat. Salute to the Lord, salute to Lord Phil Dominus. This will be a fantastic show, as always, Stella. Amazing grand strategy game that is, oh Stellaris that is grand in every multiplayer. Do out 15th of May. Yo, you plugging for Stellaris? Yeah. Are you a rep for Stellaris? What's going on here, man? <laughs> oh, thank, you, bro. thank you for the super chat. We got a lot of show. Thank you. Go. But you did what did you pay pass in pesos? What the what was that? <laughs> what, what was that money currency exchange rate? <laughs> oh Lord Singer, he says Ainsley in the realm taking his statue game straight to King. Oh yeah, it is. I'm talking about that, baby. I love that. <laughs> Lord of the original game of uh, next level gaming. Had a great Sega show with him, man. Please check that out. Oh, Sega memories were fantastic. Sega, Sega boy for life. Likewise, man. That's my guy right there. So let's get into it. And of course, we have a lord that is not only gaming brethren, but a true friend to the entire realm of the ILP. 
Although not frequently seen enough, this Lord's high quality videos and smooth radio friendly de delivery completely evoke real passion from hardcore gamers everywhere. Introducing the panelists of the RDX podcast and the co-host of the Fight Culture podcast, Captain Neutral himself and the only Lord who voted Steve Buscemi as the face of the live action Sonic movie. <laughs> live from the Bay, making his return to the realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Jay Fazzarelli. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. And you have the best introductions ever <laughs> yep. ever so I, I i'm humbled anyways i'm glad to be here no doubt man good to have you back man thanks for holding us down true friend to the realm hit my man fall he said cog i got you what you been playing sir um i've been playing that um i've been frauding okay because i i was talking negatively on this game for a while seeing the previews not feeling it <laughs> my honest opinion on it saying you know it doesn't look like it's for me I tried it and I actually really like it a lot, despite all of its flaws, because there's a lot of it. Um, days gone. Yes. Yes, man. I got I love your videos. Yo, shout out to Lord Meds in the building. He says, my co-host of Fight Culture. So what's going on, real? Because give us a quick scenario. I don't want to blow up your show because I know when's the show gonna go down. So you're gonna break it down with you and meds. What time is the show? show right after the right after this show, or at one, we're gonna do it at 1 p.m. Uh, West Coast time. So I may dip out a little early, uh, go do my show. We're going to talk about mixed martial arts, what happened last night, all the news of the week. And uh, can't wait, man. A fantastic card that I missed. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in, not live, but obviously I'm still going to catch yeah. you. Shout out to Lord Meds. Absolute pleasure. So, yo, Fight Culture Podcast, y'all. If you're MMA guys, please check these guys out, man. Fantastic show. So here we go. And of course, we got the original four horsemen. Well, actually, three horsemen. We're down a horseman salute. Lord Sov taking care of family business. Hopefully we will get him back soon, brother. We miss you. And definitely always a pleasure to have you in the realm. But we still have my co-host with the co-most, my brother from another mother, the difficult game conqueror and the high of the jungle. My man, Lord Attic, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Uh, I like this uh, this two oh, o'clock thing. Crazy. That mic okay. is crazy. <laughs> well, what's it doing? It's, it's wigging out, boy. Oh, ooh, ooh. I mean, you got to tell me what it's doing. It's like show, show. <laughs> I don't hear it. I don't know if you guys hear it, but maybe it's. I don't uh, maybe it was the game that he was playing. Maybe it's the game. I think he's playing. You know how he, Attic don't listen to the podcast. He, he, <laughs> he does, he's just, you know. <laughs> Look, man. My, my, mind needs, my mind needs to be pushed in like five different directions to be able to focus. Okay. Uh, it just, you know. They got medication pretty, for that. Uh, I don't take medication. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's been a good week. Uh, uh, been go playing on. this game, Fell Cell. Uh, it's, it's for people Bye. that don't. Studio, sir. Let's plug them, sir. Yeah. Uh, it is by Six Eye Studio. Nice, man. Met those guys uh not this year's pack. Was it last year's pack? Pack. Met them two, both of them. Yeah. Uh, Sovereign went and mm -hmm. talked to them. Small studio under One C Entertainment, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's pretty much a spiritual successor of Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. Uh, I I will say that you know they have a lot of different aspects that that are in like tactics. Like they even have certain. Classes have the exact same abilities that tactics has, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that they did take some things from uh, from the games that they were because he was very open with. It. He's like, yeah, he's like, it definitely, you know, 
might have looked at uh might have played the tactics here or there <laughs> but uh, it, it's definitely a good game i enjoy it uh the story feels like it's about to come to a conclusion and then something else happens I'm like oh okay mm-hmm. all right so i guess there's another 10 hours of gameplay gotcha like, like but it's, it's definitely a good game that's what's up man so it's been all fail seal all day you're finally off the second row Right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm done with that game. <laughs> did you uninstall it, sir? Did you did you no, throw I it into the bushes, it, sir? But I, I beat it. That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for you to get that installing so I can <laughs> actually put it to rest just like you. Oh, my God. And, of course, we have the Incredible Hulk of this, a.k.a. the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports. King of the statues. I don't know about today, though. <laughs> Bro, he's still the king. He's still the king. Don't out here, man. Nothing less than that premium experience. It is the leader of the fraud alert movement. Ooh. Beloved Lord King. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I get I like to give a shout out to Canelo for doing Woo! the thing, and I, I like to give a shout out to Danny Jacobs because oh, you played yourself. Oh, wow, listen, man. Last night, brother, when opportunity knocks, when you have um the ability to seize your own future and you don't kick that door down and slam it to the floor and throw it into the bushes, when you <laughs> don't grab the bull by the horns and push forward. You, my friend, are a loser. That play it safe, that hold my coin. That mm. I told you to listen to your trainer. See, Gennady Golovkin got rid of his uh, trainer for financial reasons, right? Mm. And I think that's a sucker move, mm-hmm. right? This is real man talk here. You, 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 you go to the dance. And talk early on. So, okay. Yes, you go to the dance with people that got you there. You know, mm. good in the good day. I mean, the bad days. So it's going to be good in the great days, right? So he signs a big check and he ditches his coach over financial reasons. Gotcha. Now, what you don't do is you don't ditch your coach. You don't ditch the guy that got you to the dance when nobody wanted to dance with your ugly behind. Right? <laughs> what, what you do is you add on, you add pieces. This is Lego blocks, right? You want to you increase your stack of uh, bread that's coming in. You don't mm-hmm. want to decrease it, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're looked at as the bad dude. That's Gennady Golovkin. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Danny Jacobs went into a different direction. I told you on, on Combat Talk, if he decided to jab and play it safe and look for his opportunities, it was never going to show up. Mm-hmm. Canelo has turned into the Floyd, the the, the, the Mexican oh, Floyd Mayweather. You, I did catch some of it. In his head movement, brother, mm-hmm. he, he it was one round I seen him dip, dive, then do the slip. I was like, yo, I didn't know uh, he Canelo had that kind of defense. He stayed in pocket. You saw it, right? You, yeah. you saw him stay literally in front of Jacobs mm-hmm. and slip, dip, slip, dip, mm-hmm. dip, slide, moved his head over and was still cognizant enough to throw an overhand right hand that landed and mm-hmm. he stepped out of it and pivoted and rolled. And his Jacobs was the bigger man, correct? Yes. He's the mm-hmm. bigger, longer, more athletic guy mm-hmm. in the fight. Uh, uh, and I felt that he didn't impress his, his advantages. Um, I also thought his corner was giving him bad information. When your fighter looks you lost in his mm-hmm. eyes, and he tells you, uh, uh, what, what's the score? Mm-hmm. That, you know, when they ask that part, I understand what's going on in the pit inside his stomach. Mm-hmm. He asked him, what's the score? And he mm-hmm. said, it's close. You know, oh, you, don't, no. you don't need to push I mean, it, put your foot on the, um, the gas. Mm-hmm. That guy needs to be fired. That guy needs to be replaced as your head. 
-hmm. because right now you're in a fight of your life. Everybody was sitting there saying, what is he waiting for? Mm -hmm. Every time he landed a good punch, he shook his head, like looked at Canelo, like, see, I can do that too. Uh, um, then you really didn't believe that you can actually win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a shout out to uh, Canelo and no, I guess no props for our man Jacobs right now. Pico oh, DeMaio is on and is lit and Canelo's having a great time. Um, yeah. playing, sir. Uh, I did this week. Mm -hmm. I, I played myself. I played myself. You know. I, had, I had a choice. Uh, my mm -hmm. Microsoft money came in. Shout out to <laughs> Microsoft. Oh, salute. You know, so my Microsoft money came in. So mm -hmm. I went down to GameStop, the old good old way. And mm -hmm. I said, uh, let me uh, further put you guys in the bushes by buying mm -hmm. Microsoft credit money. Okay. <laughs> yeah, here's this. And now I'm not buying nothing out of your store. And I'm going. Take oh, home. you went and got digital <laughs> Yes, digital <laughs> currency for you. And I'm going back home, and I'm going to spread my money where I want to spread it. <laughs> no doubt. I respect that. I respect that. So that, that's pretty much what it's been for you this weekend. No, this, so this is what I purchased with my money. All right? I purchased. I could have brought Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. I could have even got a PlayStation digital money and got Days Gone. Sure. Two games that I really wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. I purchased World War Z. Interesting. Okay. Right. Thank you, dealer. Thank you. I'm going to say thank you, dealer, for putting me in this corner with this game. <laughs> All right. This game so far, I played a little bit. And, mm -mm. No? I got to say, you know when you purchase a game, you got that face. Mm -mm. <laughs> I thought it's like a spiritual successor to like a, a Left 4 Dead. Like, a, like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I heard. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's like left the dead on uh, uh, B mode to be real. Like, so what, what's wrong with it? what don't you like about it? Guns like guns, like it don't, it don't, and the zombies, you shoot them in the toe, they be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. They send you a thousand of them, wow. and, and, and you, you, you know, you, mm -hmm. you don't want to get a, a precise headshot. I feel mm -hmm. that whole part, right? Oh. But they do put the most polygons I've ever seen in my life on your screen without mm -hmm. it chugging and turning into a, a mess. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're doing it, but the lighting effects look good. Everything looks good. It's just the guns don't feel. Novad no, Severe said, you got the Operation Raccoon City face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Jemiah. Yo, Addict, shout out to Jemiah Dixon. He just bought Fail Sale off your recommendation. Oh, look. that's what's up, brother. That's what's up. Yeah, great game. If you're a Final Fantasy Tactics guy, that is your thing. I've never seen Addict, so I've Addict's given it to seal approval. Trust me. is, is a you, you know, I got to say, David, you bought the wrong one. You should have got Days Gone. Oh, then. Damn. Uh, I, I, I felt like that. That's the same thing I said in my head. You, oh. you know when your own fraud alert go on and you already <laughs> spend your money and you can't get out of it? you like... You already locked in. <laughs> I, said, I said I spent my Microsoft books. I'm so mad. <laughs> That's been it for the king. So of course we have the Lord of the Cooperative Experience and Gaming Ninja himself, the Shinobi, Lord Cognito. Spreading that realness in the realm of the IOP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. For me, it's just been Mortal Kombat. I actually got back on uh Destiny 2 a little bit. Division a little bit, just like little bits and pieces here. And um, yeah, man, I, right now, Borderlands, I finally, um, King, remember when we uh, went to PAX, I yeah. finally started to do that download. So I did, I got a question for you, Borderline Hardcore guys. Like, I don't know which one to start. Should I start the pre-sequel in 4K with the HDR and all that on the X? Or should I start 
the other like part one in hand. So Borderlands fans, put that in the chat for me. Let me know what should I introduce myself to the series. I played two before, but I only played a little bit of it. But I just start. We're gonna do it together. Let's play yeah. together. Um, just like link me and we'll play it together because I find it a snooze fest. Oh my lord, you saw this guy. <laughs> you out of control. All right, Novad says I should play the pre sequel. All right. So I might start with the pre-sequel then. What's going on? So, all right, that's all we got. So now that we got into what the Lords are playing, I want to start with Lord Bowden, his video game system history, and what led him to create the BitCast and his journey as a journalist for the and founder of SeasonGaming.com. So Lord Bowden, let's start from the very beginning. What were some of the first video game systems you had and what got you into gaming? Wow. Yeah, let's it's going it. take a while. Get it. <laughs> yeah, so... um kid uh born 78 right so started real early atari 2600 um when i was four started playing and by the time i was about five six i was already beating my older brother and sister um in those games so i grew up with atari and then um you know you get to about six seven years old and i remember walking into a woolworth i'm gonna give that a shout out Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into a Woolworth with my mom and saw the NES for the first time, you know, set up. And um, that kind of blew me away and couldn't afford it at the time. But I went over to a buddy's house. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of months later, he had it. And we played Mario. And when you play Mar when you're our age and you play Mario Brothers for the first time, it was a revolutionary experience. Absolutely. So, um, started there and uh ever since then nothing but games man it's always been a passion of mine i've owned i won't say every console because there's hundreds right but i mean damn near every console you could name i've owned i've been part of uh, a neo geo collector's group oh, you and king are like but i tell me. you i'm fanboying out when he got that's a prime <laughs> one, and I'm down with well, any of fellow king is oh these two it's, it's over. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I, yeah, man. I uh so you know 16-bit era is my jam. I, I love Super Nintendo and Genesis. I was a Sega kid, man. I had a master system. And now you um got now you got it. Yeah. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me like two master system games though. Two like of your favorites, if you can. If you can remember. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I actually like the original Rambo, which is a weird call out. <laughs> Yep. Great game. Great game. The original Ghostbusters on there was yeah. real different. That was a good game. Um, Outrun's a classic. And then yeah. I, I'm a diehard RPG guy, so Fantasy Star. I actually oh, have. my man. That's what's so the, the, the original one. The original Fantasy with, Star. A list. And you had, oh, man. I still remember the music in the cage. Oh, man, dude. I've got a Cook and Becker, like, fine art print of the uh, of Fantasy Star 1. I'll have to send you a picture. It's beautiful. Oh. And I still have my original copy from when I was 10 years old sitting on a shelf. Wow. Yeah. Official. Official. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so anyway. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say continue your progress. Oh, oh, so then, uh, you know, 90s, teenager started, you know, girls, cars, what have you, right? So a little a little less time for, for games. But uh, PS1 came out. I was at Dreamcast at launch. I can still remember going into KB Toys, buying Dreamcast at launch. KB Toys, let's go. <laughs> And then um, in my early 20s, I got in the Neo Geo group. out. I was back on the East Coast right outside of Philly. Uh, that's where I lived growing up. And I got into a Neo Geo group in Maryland and uh, built a custom uh, Neo Geo MVS cabinet that you could hook up to TVs with joysticks. And I collected those. And I started buying and trading games, you know, on eBay when eBay was first coming up. Yes. And then um, after that, man, then you had the original Xbox in 2001 and GameCube and uh, Xbox. Xbox and Halo, um, 
Halo is my favorite franchise, so nice. that uh, that was revolutionary, man. When I is that, played, uh, that, is that an ODS T-shirt, sir? Is that? Oh, of course, man. Of course, repping hard today. <laughs> <laughs> I always rep Halo in one way or another. It's everywhere, man. I have Halo everything. Yo, um, this boy, he's certified out here, King. You hear this talk? I told you when I, when he jumped on, I said, "Oh, and you got the ODST." <laughs> I read Pete game long time ago. Once they had the two statues on the side. Now, first of all, that Prime One statue is very legit. It, it, the PO went uh, out of production. I think it was like in a couple of hours. Oh, this yeah, 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 yeah. It was quick. Uh, you got to be quick on the draw with these things. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, yeah. real quick, Lord, Lord, uh, Lord De Niro Primero said for Master System. But how far did you get in My Hero? Remember the Sega card? Oh, game? My Hero, yeah, the card. No, <laughs> yeah. No, wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah. That's a deep cut. That game was endless loop of of pain. I remember. <laughs> It was hard as hell, man. They don't make games like that anymore. Thank oh my God. God. Yeah, man. So that's all um, right. Continue. Yeah, so I, I did own that game at one point. Me too. Um, yeah. Me too. That's but um, yeah, so anyway, that Xbox, um, I uh, Halo, and then I was an Xbox Live beta tester. I still have my shirt and my kit from the beta testing of Xbox Live in 2002. So if you look at my profile, like, Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, it's the highest number you can get, you know, for years online. Yep. You were the same. I think, what is it like? I think it's about either 15 or 16. 16, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote a long article on uh, 15th anniversary last year, highlighting the history of all of Xbox Live from the beginning to, wow. to now. That's um, mm-hmm. So anyway, and then, you know, the last couple of years go for themselves, right? Ever since PS2 and um, Xbox and then up through uh, 360 was amazing. And then I've just I've become a real big collector over the past probably eight to At ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I mean, literally, this entire basement is just a game. It's my game room. There's oh, you got the king. It's always it, it's yeah, endless. I'm, yeah, I'm about to lead the ILB. I'm about to do your own. <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> so, you know, about a tremendous history, man. Wow. Wow, what what a history. So I want to break it down now to the creation of the BitCast. Like, yeah, yeah. To the team, Lord uh, Bert signs, I believe, with Dan Rodriguez, I believe. Yeah, 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 good. And um, I want to get, and also I want you to talk about that creation, how that started, and then also that little funny thing you guys do with backseat gaming. (laughs) I think it's kind of hilarious. So break down the BitCast. How did that start? Yeah, so uh, a couple years ago, I found myself talking about games every day as we, most of us do, right? And I was chatting on some uh, social media with games every single day. And I'm like, everyone just kept saying, you know, you know so much about games. You have such a history with them and you talk every day about them. Why don't you put that to use? So I just started a blog uh, back in uh, 2016, uh, just myself writing some shit out, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, you know what? Why don't I put a little effort into this? And I, I turned it into the site. So I, I created and code the site myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I run it. And then um, Bert is an old friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time. He's down in Austin. Nice. And I was like, hey, would you want to, you know, contribute to some of this? And so he started getting involved and we created the channel. Mm-hmm. And then we just started playing around with podcasting. And some of our, as we probably all experienced, some of our early podcasts are hilariously bad. <laughs> oh, um, oh, me and Attic know about that. <laughs> <laughs> We, we have a couple big cats that are not published. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> Me and Attic know about that. <laughs> Our debut is another number one debut. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so we just started playing around with it. And then we met. I met Dan through Twitter, actually. You know, a bunch of us on Twitter chatting and found out he lives like 15 minutes from me. Dope. Um, so uh, we started talking one day, became friends, and then I invited him on, and he's become a regular. So the, the goal for Season Game was really, you know, I think you probably noticed, I don't try to get involved in any of the – 
shenanigans and nonsense and BS, man. I just love talking about games and the history of them. And so that's where the season gaming came from. Um, and just, you know, wanted to put something out there. I know there's a million podcasts and there's so many good ones, you know, so it's not even really about creating anything crazy. We just love talking about games. That's all. That's all where it came from. Oh, love the purity of it, sir. Fantastic. Thank you. And the backseat gaming thing is pretty funny, too. I did catch a little bit of that. I think Dungeon- Yeah, that was our take on, like, a Let's Play. Um, yeah. So Dan actually comes over here. Um, we record in my basement here, and then Bert's down in um, in Austin, and we just take turns playing a game with the other two, just giving them shit, basically, while playing. <laughs> so it's fun. It's no, fun. No doubt. All right, so that's what's up. Great history there. Now, I want to briefly touch also on this masterpiece of yours, and I call it the, that amazing article, The Good in Gaming. And I got a chance to check that out. And I want to say, start off that it really resonated with me as a person who definitely just coping through a loss of a close friend. As you can see, shout out my boy, Lord Whiskey. Yeah. Is, and I know you've been through a huge, you know, thing deal with your son. But um, just to touch briefly, you know, I also want to touch about the positive aspects of it. And um, give me some inspirations about like how gaming affected you and, you know, what inspired you to make that article. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for those who are unaware and I'm not trying to turn the, the big cast a little sour here, but last year, my, um, uh, my 17 year old son was killed. Uh, it was the day after E3. So oh, I flew, no. I flew home from E3 and I was obviously hyped. It was my first E3 and, uh, got home. He went out that following night and, and, uh, didn't come back. Um, rest in peace. Thank you. So, um, anyway, it, uh, it, thank you. So you go, you know, you go through, uh, serious reflection, right? Me and my yeah. wife and um, things kind of happened. So kind of was out of the loop for a couple months. And then I started just, when I slowly started playing games again, it became a bigger relief. You know, it's always an escape, but um, mm-hmm. it, it became something new uh, mm-hmm. that it hadn't felt like before. And then I started thinking back to the days of playing in the arcades and Mortal Kombat, the original and two and uh, Street Fighter and how you kind of built that camaraderie with the the people, the regulars that you would see every day. I'd walk to the mall, man, with my quarters and, you know, put your quarter up and, and you mm-hmm. play and play tournaments. I played Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat tournaments, and um, just that group of guys. And the thing I love about gaming mm-hmm. is when you look at that scene, today it's more like Evo, right? So if you look at the that competition scene, mm-hmm. the thing I love about it more than anything else is that you can look across that crowd and, and the, the player base mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from, what your background is. None of that matters, man. It's all about the gaming and, and your talent level. And um, I love that. I think that gaming has brought people together of different cultures and backgrounds and races and sexes um, for decades. And I don't think it's gotten enough credit for doing that. And only the people like us who are in it see it that way, right? Exactly. So... Um, you know, I just I went out there and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of hearing all the bad things about gaming. This is this is you know this is bullcrap. There's there's a lot of good things that gaming does, and so I started doing my research. And most of the articles I write take me a while to write because I I do a lot of research um, before I put the words down, and I'm very picky about how I write. I do revisions like tens of times, mm-hmm. and so um, it took some time. But you know, I researched charities and I researched uh, companies like Extra Life and Gamers mm-hmm. Outreach, and uh, oh. you know scientific studies of people um, who use gaming for escapism um, mm-hmm. and depression and overcoming yes. anxiety. Oh, bro, it's so big in our community, not to cut you in. And, and that's Dude. why it really resonated with me because again, I just lost my friend and 
it's like you said, like the mental health issues, the the depression that's in our community, and it, it there is escape. There's so many positive aspects of gaming that help us deal in our normal lives. It's, it helps you get away. So it really resonated. I thought that was an excellent point. Yeah, thank you. No yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think most of us agree, right? And I, I just wanted to put it out there and I shared it and it, it got shared kind of all over, which was excellent. I've, I still, I wrote that, uh, when did I write that? I don't know. It's been four or five, six months now when I put it out there and um, I still get feedback today. People will DM me or uh, email me or, you know, what have you and reach out and just say, man, this really touched me. This really yeah, touched me. I'm just going to share it out to the chat right now. For those who don't know about it, it is a fantastic article. It's in the chat, y'all. The Good in Gaming. Please check that out, man. Fantastic, Thank you. brother. Oh, man. So such a positive thing. And these are the things that we like to celebrate. And um, like I said, I really appreciate your, your openness and your honesty with that. That that was amazing. The research you did was tremendous. It took a while. It took a while. Um, <laughs> but it, it was something I wanted to do, and I wanted to make the point clear. You know, I didn't want someone to read it and come back and say, yeah, but gaming's been accused of this. No, we're going to make this clear. Let's that there's, <laughs> that there, that there's it's that it does good things. You know, we're not we're, there's no debate to be had here. Exactly. You so. already know. And of course, last point I want to make. Um, Recently, the Lord of Esquire magazine. Oh, <laughs> wow. There we go. You know, we're going to talk about Lord Cognito does his research. So, um, oh, God. Yeah, you have come, come to find out that they voted you the third most famous Ainsley. How we going to vote you the number one Ainsley in game. Right? We ain't going to do no number three. So, talk about that, that article and being recognized by Esquire. Talk oh, about God. it. It's crazy. You know what's funny about that is I posted, you know, I posted about we we joked about it, and someone else reached out to me and was like, "Hey Ainsley, you know, it's not just Esquire. Your name's all over the place." And they sent me like four more links to UK publications with mm -hmm. quoting me. Um, so yeah, me and my buddies, you know, uh, uh, Undead there and uh, De Niro, we we I'm on their um, shared show on Third Wheel Arcade too. And um, the homies, undead and, and De Niro, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of we take turns. We chat every day, and uh, it's become almost a running joke at this point. Um, because what happened, right? Is like you know, he I said was, the panhandler took second. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, I put this quote out there because I, you know, I'm just involved in this daily, right? So I've got my ear to the ground. I know a lot of people that talk about uh, technical specs, and my career, my professional life, is very technical orientated too. Um, application development, and so I'm, Hello, you know, Becky, that's what's up. Like, yeah, so I mean, I'm involved in, you know, I'm interested in the cloud architecture and artificial intelligence and bots and all this stuff, right? So I'm just always kind of reading this tech stuff, and so I've kind of got my ear to the ground when the new consoles are being developed because that's what it's all about. It's technology. Mm -hmm. um, and so anyway, I was just making the statement, yeah, PS5 sounds great. I'm excited about it. And, you know, from what I've heard from the people I talk to and the things I've seen, and kind of, you know, that the higher level next Xbox is going to be even stronger. Yes. And hell, man, it went it went everywhere. Yeah. I don't even like the, I don't like the word viral, but Jesus. Yeah, you took off. Up. I want you yeah. to save that thought because I want to I want to revisit that that okay. yeah, when we get to the secret sauce. sauce talk. We're gonna get to <laughs> save that, but I definitely, definitely <laughs> respect it. I saw I saw the article, I thought it was really cool, man, that you got some recognition in that respect. Crazy. So I gotta ask you what we ask all the guests here at the round table. Lord Bowden, I need those top five video games or franchises of all time. Mm. 
your personal choice. Now, I'm assuming one is with the shirt you got on. Yeah, I, I could name all five right out of the gate. Oh, let's, let's talk. Oh, it's yeah, the front. <laughs> ready. So, He's ready. Yeah. Let's go. Bro, are we talking favorite or what I think is kind of favorite slash best? Um, let's go with your personal favorite. Your whatever it is, even if it affected affected you the most. Yeah, it got to be Halo. Halo CE That's for sure. Cool. It's got to be. Um, game was revolutionary, right? I think a bunch of us can call out the Golden Eye in the N sixty four days. Yes, and uh, that was about when my friends were in college, and I wasn't. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I would hang out with them all the time, and we would play four-player split-screen Goldeneye drunk every night. You know what I mean? Woo! And uh, when Halo came out, and it took everything to the next level, right? Um, and so from there, that changed my course because I started playing Halo tournaments and being involved in Xbox community, and I played Halo 2 tournaments and Xbox Live. And so, yeah, I think Halo's got to be my personal top one. Nice. All right. So we got we got Halo. What yeah. Then um, Witcher three. Um, that's why Geralt's here, sitting with me. Um, I think Witcher three is probably this is just my opinion, but you know this. I think it's probably the greatest game ever made. Mm. Um, yeah. It's uh, it just does things that are just unmatched. There's mm. just it does so much that's unmatched. Mm. That's what's up. So we got we got Halo, we got Witcher. All right, give me three more. Got a uh, Bioshock. Ooh, he's ready. You know why he's ready? Listen, listen, listen. Uh, first of all, he's a ringer. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now. He he, he came in fresh off the hockey game, right? <laughs> he slid up and listen. He already had the setup already. All right, yes. so he said I, he knew one he was gonna be late. Right, so he said, okay, let me have my setup already, so he's not fixing things as he got in. Fact. Two, he already knew what shirt he was gonna put on. All right, because he was representing ODST. Right. Fact. Three, he had the, both statues there. Now, I'm telling you guys what you don't really understand is I'm pretty sure that he has more statues there, but he very specifically knew that he was going to put each of those statues there. So when he was given his top five, I knew for a fact that one was going to be Witcher and two was going to be Bioshock because he strategically placed them there. Now, remember he told you in his articles he has to do it three or four times? Yes. Right. So that means he's a strategist. And his planning is definitely at the utmost. Yeah, Continue, sir. He's ready, bro. <laughs> <laughs> go about him. Halo. We got uh, Witcher and Bioshock. Yeah, two more to round it off. Yeah, Last of Us for sure. Oh wow, this this is hard. This is a strong list. Um, Last of Us. You know the gameplay gets some crap sometimes, but you're not topping that narrative in that story. All I mean, right, it, and I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm stop you there. I'm gonna stop <laughs> you there. I'm gonna uh -oh. stop you there. I want you guys to look over his left shoulder. All right, you will see the last of us yes. right there. Oh, if, you yeah. keep, if you keep continuing to <laughs> listen to him, he's yeah, leading you down the rabbit hole. We got, we got Halo two up there. Keep you're, checking you're, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love the finale. Okay, yeah, let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm all, all right. invested. Number let's five, go. Red Dead Redemption two, side by Roger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My man. Ron has made a new hey, friend. Hey, you know what? You know what? Yo, listen, Red Dead Redemption, right there. So this this man was sitting here talking about he was born in '78. Well, I was born in '75. You know, I'm a little older. Nice. But we OG. I, he's going. He's going through all these consoles. Yeah, I had that. I had that. The only one I didn't have was that Neo Geo. I go. This guy is emulating my life, or he's just <laughs> looking in the mirror right now. And then. He comes out with this top five list. I'm like, he's got The Last of Us, Halo Combat Evolved, 
and Red Dead 2 on there. Three of my five. So, yes, this yeah. man, he, he's got it. He's got it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I met Roger Clark uh, three weeks ago um, wow. and chatted with him, got him to sign that steel book, and I got a signed picture over there hung up, nice. too. But um, he's a real nice guy, man. I think yeah. Arthur Morgan is um, one of the greatest protagonists in game Oh, history. the best. The best. Yep. And, and and you know what? As soon as I beat that game, I I sent a DM to Roger Clark and he responded. He was very yeah. nice. We had a little awesome chat guy. and it was, it was great. Oh, That's, wow. That, yo, awesome. I wish Saul was here for this, man. He I, was I, I, got a, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah, okay. Because, listen, I got I to gotta derail him. All right. I got to derail him <laughs> because right now he's playing a simulation and he's on the rails and he's just pop, 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 pop. Out, right? <laughs> all right. So I got to derail you. I got to uh -oh. take you down a lane that I, you probably was ready for. But what was your first statue? Mm -hmm. Why right. did you collect it? And right. what is your latest PO? Great question. So my, I got a buddy who's more like you. He has tens and tens and tens of comic statues. Um, mm -hmm. Huge collector. And so I saw some of his in real life. And once you first see him in real life, you understand, right? Like <laughs> they, they, they are something different. Like people are like, oh, I like action figures. Like that's fine. Like, don't talk to me. That's cute. Don't talk to me about action figures. Um, because once you start collecting, like these are just something else, man. Um, yep. And so the first one I got was off of him. He got me into it. And I have a Punisher maquette, a one to six mm -hmm. uh, original Punisher, uh, the original Frank. Um, you talking about the white one with the white with the with that white chest and the boots? The or no, the maquette. The maquette is um, no, I know the one you're talking about. No, this yeah. one he's standing there. He's got the gun up. He's got the shells all around his feet. All right. Yeah, I know. What yeah, you're it's on the shelf. I should have brought it out but that's the first one i ever got it he sold it to me it was worth about 800 to a thousand he sold it to me for 400 and um just to get me into it and funny enough the second one i bought was the um the very well-known uh hellboy um yeah uh from i forget the guy's name now the artist named mike something i think right um but anyway beautiful statue i still have them both actually those are the only two comic ones i have everything else are gaming statues and the latest one i got is this bioshock one but i have Tris from Witcher 3 on the way. That, that's, um, that, that was my question. Uh, do you find yourself like, okay, I go down a line, like the Holy Trinity. I put up the Holy Trinity and I got the early Holy Trinity and I got the, uh, nice. the second Holy Trinity going up. If you guys don't understand what I'm talking about when I say Holy Trinity, I'm talking about DC's Holy Trinity, which is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's a reason why that is there. And I will go into that later on. But mm -hmm. This is not King of the Statues. This is a slightly interrogation here. Um, do you find yourself looking for the next in that line? Because I know there's two. It's her, Trisha's next. And there's another secret piece that Prime One didn't put up yet. Uh, do you find yourself looking for that? And you do you plan out your space? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got Tris and Siri on the way. Pre-ordered, both exclusives. Um, Tris is my girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know you can get uh, you can get Yennefer as well for those Witcher fans out there. But I kind of skipped on that one. Um, but I have a whole Witcher three section of my gaming room over there um, with Geralt. I have all the Dark Horse figures. I have Prince um, all over there. But I've got Tris and Siri on the way. And yeah, you you have to plan it because we were talking before we went live, right? These things aren't light. You yeah. have to plan the where they're going to be, and I have special shelves kind of around and whatnot. So I got Chief over there and some other ones around, but 
Yeah, I'm already I'm already thinking, man, where's Tris going? So I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm like Tris has to be next to Geralt, right? So I gotta yes. make sure and uh yeah, we'll figure that out. Dude, this is thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank of course, you. of course. Everybody's love love about it right now, man. We got a lot of show we gonna get into, but um <laughs> tremendous five, man. Oh wow, that was that was insane. <laughs> so last week's poll results are in and the people have spoken to the question with all the recent leaks, rumors and speculation regarding the 2019 Microsoft press conference. Which rumor do you think is most likely to come to pass the winner at 36 percent in a razor close four way ILP vote is the Xbox will have another studio acquisition group. Coming in at second at 33% was the Xbox Scarlet Hardware Announced Group. In a razor close third at 19% was the new Splinter Cell announcement game announcement group. And in last place at only 12% was Xboxes in the bushes if there's no I new IP shown. <laughs> all the lords over 200 that have participated. Uh, what a, uh, first of all, I see. Do we have Lord Mods in the building? Is that Lord yes, Mods? Yes, we do. Is that is that our guy, the Lord of Tech? Are you yeah. in the building? That's me. That's me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> What's going on, man? Glad that you can make it, man. Oh, man. Tremendous surprise to have you in the realm. So we had the poll. The Lords have voted, Lord Mods, the um that they think that Xbox is gonna have a studio acquisition. What do you think? Is that the uh, more guaranteed thing? What do you think? Well, I mean, from the rumors and stuff, like uh like I'm sure they, they will have at least one, right? And we all know it's no secret that Microsoft is uh, looking for more. Um, so I guess it's not really a question of if they're going to have any studio acquisitions, by, but really how many. But, mm. you know, that's just my opinion on that, right? Fair, fair enough. So that's what we got. Thanks to all the lords who voted and participated. Lord Fonz, do you think, do you agree? Actually, let me get your feedback. Right um, uh, yeah, they're going to pick up uh, Tiger Electronics. I've already said that. Um, <laughs> you. Great. Uh, you know, those handhelds were fire. Nah. Um, I, just, you know, I really do think, though, if they don't have new IPs, yeah, they're in the bushes. Yeah, I feel you, man. They need to get some uh, new IPs going. So shout out to all the lords who voted. We will have a new one cooking up. We're going to get into these topics, y'all. We got a lot to discuss. So um, had, like I said, we had to bring in the Lord of Tech and a fan favorite, Lord Mods. And uh, we're going to talk about the sauce, y'all. We're going to talk about Let's get it. Get <laughs> sauce. So this Christopher Hart. Let's get it. Oh, Christopher Hart, man. Shout out to Christopher Hart in the chat. Yo, Merc305, what's going on, man? Good to see some faces in here. Absolutely salute. So we're going to talk about the source. So it all started, obviously, with uh, CNBC, I believe, AMD CEO, Lisa Sue. She discussed the partnership with Sony, teasing them about the tech sphere, about what they're doing. And uh, she made a statement that got the uh, tech sphere all rattled up. She said, we are honored and proud to be part of Sony's next generation PlayStation. This has been a really long-term partnership with them. We love gaming. We think gaming is a really good secular growth market. And then basically she talked about, um, she said, what we have done with Sony architecture is really something special. And for their application, the special sauce. And she says, a great honor for us. We're really excited about what the next generation PlayStation will do. So I want to break this topic into two parts. And the first part, I want to talk about the tech, about what we know so far, the latest rumors in the hardware. And then uh, part two, we will break down the X factor and what can Scarlet do to compete. So part one, the sauce. Lord oh, okay. Mod, let's start with you, sir. Um, what is going on? What are you hearing? You know what I'm saying? And then also, I want to talk about your theory with um the embedded SS SSD 
that you got going. That beautiful article on lordsgaming.net. Pluck, plug, plug, plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> continue, sir. Continue, sir. Yeah. Um, okay, well, first of all, nobody really knows what this all uh, secret sauce is all about, to be honest with you, because I like, do. it just... Oh, no. you do. <laughs> Great. You, so, you're ready to go you, should, you should have gone first, then. <laughs> no, no, no. We want y'all all to go first, so I can bring up the real, like, Barry Bonds. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, like, listen. <clears throat> there's no, there's no such thing as secret sauce per se, right? It's not. It's there's nothing that, for example, Sony could come up with that would uh, really surprise anyone. I mean, we're talking oh. about technology that is pretty much sort of um, available already, right? So I think the whole secret sauce is really more about this specification of these chips mm -hmm. uh, and all these customizations that obviously you know we keep hearing about. Is um, you know this customization has more to do with, for example, um, you know improved latency with, um, for example, you know uh, size of the cache because we know that you know that whether that's GPU CPU the more cache you've got the the better performance you know normally you get right um, things like um, you know memory bandwidth um, and uh, also uh, all kinds of like new features mm -hmm. because like um you know like if you if you look at like if you look at vega for example play when playstation 4 pro launched mm -hmm. it came out it came with this um w's of of 16-bit floats right? right which helps a little bit in terms of performance so mm -hmm. i guess we could we, we could call it our playstation 4 pro secret sauce as well right mm -hmm. um so i think this is what we actually really uh, uh, talking about, mm -hmm. speaking about the secret sauce. And also, um, I don't really want to <laughs> make this too long, but okay. um, last one thing about uh, about this secret sauce and the actual Navi, mm -hmm. because um, this is actually a known fact that mm -hmm. when AMD was working still on Vega, right? Um, you know, after after they released Polaris, so Vega was obviously was always intended as a, as a server and more professional kind of card, right? Yeah. So it's a very compute heavy, so it's very good in calculations, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily so good in other tasks, like more related to gaming, like geometry. Like geometry. For example, one of the biggest improvements that, that Vega was supposed to have was improved uh, geometry engine, right? So it, mm -hmm. it was supposed to, uh, you know, process more of the geometry and that kind of stuff. I, I think it's called like, you know, primes or something like that. I would have to go back to some of the articles I read in the past, but something like that. So for example, current GCN architecture allows for one geometry engine per clock, uh, you know, process like four or five of these primes, right? While they were planning to increase it to like 11 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which, so basically right now GCN, with GCN architecture, the geometry engine is a big bo bottleneck. So mm -hmm. I think, and right now I'm hearing that with Which Navi, uh, they are working on actually improving that as well. So mm -hmm. I think that's basically so, the secret. So to confirm, Lord, my thoughts might be real. There's some, there might be some, some realness to this sauce. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I believe this is a lot like when they talked of rapid pack math. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, optimiz you know optimizations. And, and that's basically all it comes down to. I mean, consoles are highly optimizable. And th they do one thing. They're there to play games. And I think that that's what it comes down to. And I think it's much like that rapid pack math. 
talk. Okay. All right. Let's get a, a fellow tech lord, Lord Bowden, as well, in, in involved in this. We're hearing a lot of things. We're hearing embedded SSD. We're hearing hardware ray chasing. You know, we're hearing also up to 13 teraflop GPU. So, uh, Lord Bowden, like, what do you feel just about the source aspect? Like, where where you hit what you're hearing? What you feeling? Yeah, honestly, I think uh, mods there kind of nailed it. Is that really the the core architecture of these next-gen consoles is probably going to be pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And to his point, when you're saying secret sauce, all it is is, you know, the fine-tuning, really, the aspect <laughs> exactly. of it. You know, it, it's it's secret sauce is a weird way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but she's the CEO of AMD, so I'll let her be. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I you know... As Fonz just said, it's all about optimization and how can it run the games. And I, I'm I'm at a place when I heard her say that because you know the rumors have been for a while now that uh, Microsoft's going to bring Anaconda and it's going to be you know stronger than PS5. We most of us have heard that, and then they start talking about things like AK and ray tracing, which you know right. just was a weird thing to again talk about on day one. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, what I find really interesting, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this, is you know a lot of this technology that we're talking about, especially on hardware ray tracing versus software ray tracing, um, mm -hmm. and Navi, and you know seven um, NM chip size, and those types of things that are being discussed in this next gen. You know, um, not only are they price heavy, but some of these things, like the on hardware ray tracing, from a console perspective, would not only be first time things, right? But the timeline to get those in production and mass produce for a worldwide delivery by end of next year or late next year is they, they've got to be cutting it close. I, I don't think those things are in production today. Right. Someone can correct me. I've been reading my tweets. We <laughs> 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 are very much in agreement on that. Somebody's been in. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's there's things that have been circulating from a. Um, kind of uh, written hardware perspective and what we're going to see with Lockhart versus Anaconda, right? And Microsoft's approach. Um, but there's some really interesting stuff on there. Um, but it really, as you were talking about, it's all about compute. It's all about data bandwidth. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I think they're both going to be heavily, heavily optimized. We, we've gotten to a place with the PS4 and original Xbox, right? There was the pissing contest with Sony over the Xbox. And then the X came out and threw down the hammer, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now we're at a place where they're both in this arms race, which is great for us. We benefit, right? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's going to be really interesting. But I think uh, Mods made some really good points there. Just before I give it to you, King, I just want to ask Mods and, and Yulo about it in, in reference to a, a big point of contention seems to be hardware ray tracing, right? And I know you made some points about it in reference to, you know, the, the time for delivery and obviously them maybe cutting it close. And then, you know, this I'm hearing conflicted things. Some people are saying there's no way possible. It has to be kind of like on a software level. So like a lesser version of it, you know, kind of like what's being implemented now, in like today's video cards, like the older cards, they can in theory do you know ray tracing but not to the level you know of a, of a more advanced uh, hardware so what do you guys think in reference to the ray tracing aspect like what like, what aspect you think it might possibly be anybody can ask that mod well okay the hell with it all right, um, <laughs> it's, 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 all right let's let's keep it 100 all right uh for you to get a hardware enabled hardware enabled gpu at this point in time you're talking about it upwards of 800 dollars, right that's just for the gpu so mm. this you sony fans right now they got this veil of re mm, 
of slow. Uh, uh, I gotta be. I gotta word myself properly because I'm on a podcast that is family friendly. All right. So, you guys that have this veil of secret sauce over your eyes, um, this is what's happening, right? You're confusing what they want to do, what they can do, and what they will do. All right. These are the things that you're confusing. First, what they want to do, they would love to give you hardware ray tracing. They would love to be able to click a button and it's already you know, working. That's not going to happen. All right. Let's take that off the docket. That's done. All right. Now let's go down to this so-called secret sauce, which is software ray tracing. Now, a lot of times you got uh, your engineers and your programmers, they're sitting in, they're working together hand in hand, joint to joint, and they come up with a method that is different from what other people are using to get the same effects that hardware will bring to you, right? And kind of aspect of what you're going with. Yeah. So once they have that and they're able to display it and you're able to trick the consumer into believing that it's on a hardware level, but you're doing it through software, then they hand this out to all their studios. This is your secret sauce. This is your ray tracing that is done through software. This is what you're going to get because it's cost effective mm -hmm. and it's giving you the close to the same effect that you're going to get mm -hmm. uh, instead of adding extra cost to the system. Okay. All right. Now, somebody said something about audio ray tracing. I do believe because I was attacked this week in my um tweets. I do believe that you had it wrong. Now, he said we'll be ray tracing like an audio. Listen, Sony does not support Adobe Atmos, but they needed to come up with their own audio solution. All right. So. Now that you, if you ever have Dolby Atmos, which is available on the Xbox One X console and the regular Xbox right now as we speak, you put it on, you can hear sound above, below, and on the sides, mm -hmm. right? So when he said that, he actually said absolutely nothing, mm -hmm. all right? So now that you got your audio ray tracing, which will be on a silicon level in the system, mm -hmm. that's what you're going to have. A audio chip that is nice and dedicated that's in there that every system comes with an audio chip. Christopher Hart <laughs> the bushes. He said King doesn't want to admit that PS5 is gonna have all those features. He said, mm -hmm. this thing. He said mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> Okay. And the thing is, is if the PS5 was to have those features, uh, count on the Anaconda having the features as well. I mean, it's yes. I really don't see anything that the PS5 is going to have that the Anaconda won't, especially with all the stuff I'm hearing about, you know, because I mean, in this community, we hear things right. And behind the scenes, I'm being to told certain things. I'm not going to repeat it, but um, Anaconda should be uh, substantially more powerful than the PS5. And uh, if that's to be true, then if there's any type of ray tracing cooked into whatever the PS5 with their chipsets or whatever, that'll be there for the Anaconda. All right, so yeah, and, and the, you know, the one point I want to make too is Lisa Sue's talking about Sony because they just did their kind of partial unveil, right? And Microsoft's been quiet. Um, but you've got to think about from an AMD perspective, business perspective, mm -hmm. um, Phil Spencer and Microsoft, mm -hmm. They're not going to play around with AMD. They they have the muscle, right? Um, from a business perspective, and there's already been talk for a couple of years now that Phil Spencer, the Xbox engineers, and Microsoft on a bigger scale, right, mm -hmm. are working with AMD at this level. So Franz is ex exactly right, and that's 
that's why I think, uh, and we saw what Clobriel leaked a partial document last week. Yes. Um, which we about it, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and Microsoft is being very clear um, that they're going to run two consoles, and that Anaconda is going to be the performance leader. Mm. Ed facto, it just you know. Yeah. I mean, they've said it. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up because you literally transitioned into the second part, which is obviously. Can I add, can, can, sorry, can oh, I add I'll, something to that? Please, let's go. Yeah, sorry. Um, let's, let's go. Uh, two things, really. Um, let's let's put uh, ray tracing in the back burner. First of all, um, about the partnership, AMD's partnership with Sony. Now, we already seen Microsoft, actually, Phil Spencer at amd stage during um was it the ces 2019 i think and they were talking about great partnership and stuff yes so it's not like microsoft is not there and they're not working with amd and stuff right right um yeah so that's one thing another thing is that not sure if you've heard but phil spencer i think well that was like two or three months ago he basically said that whatever they're going to be doing with anaconda or uh, or lockhart mm -hmm. um you know, because obviously he couldn't go into you no know, too much into the de details. Right. He said that the the very same chips that you will find in Anaconda and probably Lockhart mm -hmm. are going to be the same chips that are going to be used in future XCloud, right? So mm -hmm. we're talking about these blades. Right. Now, what that's but that's that's interesting. But what's even more interesting is he said that they're going to have like I don't know hundreds or like thousands of these blades right and some blades going to be used for gaming mm -hmm. and he said that some of these blades going to be used for professional workloads mm. so my point is that mm -hmm. uh, the the sheer amount of chips that amd will be uh, that microsoft will be ordering from from amd um even if you think that let's assume that next xbox is going to sell in only 30 million uh you know <laughs> units Right, right. They're going to have even more of these chips ordered from AMD for the xCloud, but the, not only for gaming and the X, the whole xCloud thing, but also for like professional use. Ooh. So whether that's AI and stuff. Right. So which also brings me, we're probably going to continue later on, that is that Microsoft may go with a, a, a with a bit different path with engineering these chips because these chips going to be for path? both. Is that what you're going with? Just... Sorry, <laughs> a different secret sauce for Microsoft. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, if you think about it, like so, they may have a a, a bit differently engineered, uh, you know, chips because these chips will have to will have to actually be good for both gaming and professional workloads. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Let me um actually want to comment on something that chat said real quick. I don't want to uh, shout out to Lord Face Twenty Three BKNY. He said um they're coming they're coming for for some of the, from some of our guys. They said people keep saying Anaconda will be more powerful. There is no proof of that right now. Just rumors from insider. Lord, <laughs> and I know you've been attacked on Twitter for uh, yep. a lot of your reporting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, so they keep saying there's no proof, but Microsoft has said it. They've come, I mean, Phil Spencer has said it. He said it last year, and that's why I keep getting confused. Um, <laughs> but they also, you know, the I'm trying to be careful what I say here. So the, 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 the internal, I'll say this, the internal document from the Xbox team that highlights the Xbox Scarlet strategy, which is Lockhart and Anaconda, says absolutely clearly that Anaconda is the performance leader and will be the best place to play games mm -hmm. on the next generation. 
That's what the internal Microsoft right. document says. Let, let me play devil's advocate for the, for the fans. For the fans, sure. do, they disagree. Now, what, what do you say to those who say, well, okay, that is the case and that they're saying that, but what if they're saying that's more in uh, competition in reference to the Lockhart? And like, do, would you say that, um, how would you say that, that Microsoft would uh, know what Sony is doing, so to speak, that they would <laughs> know that? <laughs> what yeah, what so, if you do the AMD relationship? Yeah, uh, so... Um, I, yeah, I mean, again, so and Matt's kind of touched on it, right? You're talking about the world powerhouse in mm. Microsoft, right? I mean, they just are. They're the world's powerhouse in the computing space. Um, so to think that they, at least someone in Microsoft, doesn't know what Sony's doing with the PS5, you're fooling yourself. They know what, they know what they're doing. Mm. Um, and then, uh, just to be clear on the document I'm referring to, it clearly says industry performance leader. They're not referencing mm. Lockhart because Lockhart and Anaconda on this document are separated as two different things, right? Gotcha. And all, and all of the internal, or excuse me, not internal, all of the kind of um, mm -hmm. documentation on uh, specs that we've seen, right, is that Lockhart, again, to Matt's point, Lockhart and Anaconda are going to be very similar from a structure perspective. It's just right. a difference in uh, some minor chipsets and uh, data bandwidth goals. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's what I would say. And I, I just think, um, you know, you're right. I've been attacked pretty heavily with the comments. So all I'll say at this point is give it time. No doubt. Yeah, anybody who's said anything like that has been attacked uh, either on Twitter or YouTube comment section. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, like like you said, you hear a lot of things and you you just side-eye people who are questioning this at this point because uh, Microsoft has vowed not to have a console that's inferior. Mm. Um, and right. they are holding true to that. Mm. Um, that aside, though, I, look, it's all about the games at the end of the day. And the PS5 is a day one for me just because of those games that we know what they're coming with. And, and I, I can't wait. I'm, as a console guy, yeah. that's what I buy the P PlayStation for is those exclusives, those naughty dog games and you know everything they got going for it. god of war santa monica has done a fa fabulous job with that with that series um and now you look over to the anaconda and you're like well if they have that power like right now you got the x the most most powerful console i own the x because well i want to play i'm a, as a console guy i want to play you know the multi-plats on mm -hmm. the, the best representation i can outside of the pc space because every time i say that P pc guys get mad we'll buy a pc then no i'm a console guy so the x is where i play that the anaconda will be owns this power <laughs> <laughs> so power does matter to a lot of gamers like myself it, it, it does at the end of the day uh, bottom line it does Mm -hmm. Fair enough, man. It's and, 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 no, so yeah. let, let me just make one comment is that, Ooh. you know, the funniest thing about me being intact, right? My comment was specifically says that the PS5, uh, based on what we heard from Mark Cerny, is going to be beyond what I expected. So that's a good thing. And that next year is going to be amazing for both platforms. Yes. And it got turned into something like, you know, like I was saying, PS5 is going to be terrible. That's not the case. <laughs> uh, I think PS5 is going to be great. I'll buy it on day one like I do every console that releases. Like um, and, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't trying to start a debate, but I mean, facts are facts. One of them is going to be more powerful. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Be standing on that. Shout out to the Super Chat. Death Singer again with the final Super Chat. This narrative about Navi being exclusive. Stop it. 
Big Phil <laughs> walks in and gives AMD the check. AMD says, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> flex to get the best. That singer is out of control right now. So well, it, it is all about the money bag, though, at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> to these companies, it's about the money bag. Uh, let, let me get to the point. All right. Okay. First of all, um, AMD is the only winners in all this war. Yes. So they they bet on both sides. Okay, I told you guys yesterday. Hey, sorry, don't don't forget about don't forget about about Stadia. They will be powering Stadia as well. So they are really the biggest winner. Yeah, you get that mess, that fugal mess out of here. Okay, so we're not even going to talk about the Stadia crap. <laughs> we all know that you're going to be playing these Stadia games. You let's, know. Let's, let's, let's even get into that. But let's let's talk about AMD here for a second, right? And I want you guys to understand, she's not going to go up on that stage and say, yeah, PlayStation is going to be weaker. No. What she needs to say is they have a little secret sauce. All right. Mm -hmm. That's not giving you anything. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's just giving you a little in the window. Like, don't worry. All right. Trying to reassure the crowd. Mm -hmm. They have 100 million active PlayStation owners. Okay. They want that to translate into a hundred million PlayStation 5 owners. Anyway, right? now I don't know how many million Xbox owners there are, but they want that to translate into 50 million Xbox owners. All right, the only people they really don't care about and they want them to die out is Nintendo because they use NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. All right, so now that you understand, AMD has a horse in all these races mm -hmm. no matter who wins or loses they win <laughs> all right bad. no matter what they they're their big bank they own both mm -hmm. so don't think she's going to go out there and talk bad about one mm -hmm. and, and, and big up the next one she's not mm -hmm. all right it's, it's going to get to the point where you're going to start understanding and hearing we're training your ears to hear buzzwords and catchphrases to distract you <laughs> now, tracing, 8k all, all that stuff is nice it's fine all right don't don't chase that 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 demon that dragon don't chase that what you have to look at um I'm, I'm gonna tell you now normally the most powerful system isn't the best system that's true all right and in in the whole era of video games it always boils down to software and okay. implementation of that software to get to that hardware all right yeah. so yeah. you can have two underpowered chips inside a 16-bit console that are two 8-bit chips that give you great games turbo graphics mm -hmm. you have to understand mm -hmm. how they're going to use this power i'm not telling you that playstation will lose a battle because they are weaker right. all right they will continue to be exactly where they are because of their software will continue to carry them Mm -hmm. Microsoft is trying to get to the point where they can rely on their software and they have the horsepower to keep that narrative going. That's all. Let's play the yep. quick shout out to JD Gamer with a $10 super chat. If you remember early last year, Microsoft spent three bill and Sony spent less than one. Why? I'm suggesting that Scarlet is not Navi, but is the next generation graphics core and why Microsoft is so confident about the power. Lord Mods, any uh, insight on that before we move on? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some rumors, but obviously nothing really. I mean, nothing is official. Obviously, it's still rumors, but there is this rumor uh, basically talking about the fact that uh, Microsoft may use the next gen uh, GPU from AMD. Now, the problem with this rumor is the the fact that 
I mean, Navi is not out yet, right? And <laughs> we are like, right? So, I mean, uh, un unless they are developing both of these architectures at the same time, um, well, maybe, uh, but th th that doesn't sound like very likely unless we're talking about some form of a custom chip that would use, for example, Vega and Navi, so basically existing architecture, mm -hmm. and basically borrow some new features from this next generation, mm -hmm. um, you know, AMD architecture. But as I said, these are still rumors. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Oh wow! Shout out to Dizzy. Uh, he's <laughs> Dizzy with the five dollars super chat. Don't let King's banter let you forget the fact that he is going to eventually solve some knees on the bend the knee segment. He won't let this go, King. I don't know. I, I love the fact that he's actively been trolling me, and I. <laughs> You know, I do appreciate it, but remember, I am Thanos of this, and these are people knees, right? <laughs> so, yeah, you may think that you're going to be throwing your disc inside that PlayStation. You're going to be backwardly compatible. You're going to put your disc in, and it's going to say $4.95, sir, and you, <laughs> oh, my friend, is going to be mailing your knees. I want them FedEx with ice. I want them to be oh, on ice, so you can send your knees as well. Savagery. Savage. Shout out to little Megatron in chat. We see you, brother. Let us move on. We got a lot of topics to get into. So um, next topic, I'm going to jump this off. Um, The Epic Store. Back in the news <laughs> again with another big acquisition as a uh, psionics, the creator of Rocket League, joins the Epic Store family. They came out with a statement. Um, and uh, AMD, I mean, actually, and once again, excuse me, the PC community is not happy with this announcement, especially when reading the fine print. So it looks like, um, Epic Gamer they had to jump in front of uh, Epic uh, Games had to jump in front of it. They said basically, there's no announced plans to stop selling Rocket League on Steam. Rocket League remains available for new purchases on Steam and long-term plans will be announced in the future. However, this has got a lot in the community to be upset because the thought process is that eventually at some point that it will maybe potentially stop being sold. So what they're saying is they're still going to support the game if you have it on Steam and that, you know, the nature of their relationship, I believe the other fine print is they said they wanted, uh, they said, Sonic said, we want to clarify that after today's news, Rocket League is and available, remains available on Steam, and anyone who owns Rocket League through Steam can still play it and look forward to continued support. But again, point of contention after this deal is finalized that it may not be available for purchase. So I want to bring this to the Lords. Let's start with Lord. Actually, let's start with Lord Fines. I'm very curious with Lord Fines. Um, what do you think about this whole Epic Store thing yeah. and... um. You know where are you at with this particular acquisition? Yeah, it, it's it's good you came to me because I'm going to have to go here in a few minutes. Um, I know. Start my cast anyway. Um, I just want to say that this whole Epic versus Steam thing. Now, look, I haven't really PC gamed in years. Um, it's been some time, and back then, and this was even before Steam. Okay, so <laughs> it's a long time ago. I was still buying those CDs and putting them in the machine. So anyway, um, you know. I just think that the whole thing, the way I look at it is Epic is trying to make moves to get people over to their, their app or whatever it is that you, their launcher. Mm -hmm. And it, it's working because if you look at the sales of these games that are coming out, people are buying them. So mm -hmm. all these people on Twitter and everything getting all upset over this stuff, they're buying them. But um, on the flip side, I could see the problems. I could see the issues that, um, 
they have with the launcher. The Epic launcher doesn't have a lot of features that Steam does, right. and they really want them to have that. This whole nonsense about the Chinese are spying on them and stuff, that was all debunked, all right? <laughs> that was debunked, and, and and so they don't have that to go on anymore. But, yeah, they don't have achievements. They don't have forums. They don't have a, a review system, and that's all things you'd like to see in these games, and, you know, Steam has that, and, and that's some of their biggest gripes. Um, but at the end of the day, people are buying the games there, and this is a way for a company to come in and try to scoop those players up by saying, hey, we're going to take this developer and that developer and have these games exclusive, maybe for a short time, maybe forever, uh, but you're going to come here to play those games, and that's what people are doing at the end of the day. So I think that's that's basically it, man. Oh, great point, Fon. Thank you for joining. I know you got to go soon. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm get into it oh before i get into law about it uh shout out to our boy lord lemon 108 dragons tv with the follow super chat amd has come out and said sony and microsoft will have their own secret sources and tell mods this is lemon james friends of the realm so mods lemon wants to say what's up to you bro <laughs> oh i forgot to uh, mention one thing there uh the somebody at epic was interviewed or something and it and somebody was telling me i didn't read the interview so i don't know i i, I could be having this wrong he could have told me this and you know and, and not been truthful but apparently they're not really looking to add those features either and you know that is kind of you know not cool in a way like i i understand some of these gripes that these steam players have but you know it is what it is and i don't like to see one company dominate and monopolize a system you know what i'm saying so like i like competition for steam i think epic being there is a great thing but they need to expand. They need to have those feature sets that, you know, please these customers at the end Absolutely. of the day. I definitely <laughs> All right. And I need to be out with that. Oh, Later, Fonz. Picked up the call. Answered the yeah, Fonz. Salute the Lord Meds. Fight Culture. Plug your podcast, man. Where you going to yeah, be? Um, Fight Culture podcast will be on. So uh, after this show, guys, come check us out live. If you missed the live broadcast, you can catch it right here on YouTube. Fight Culture podcast. Absolutely. And our uh, RDX Tuesdays. Uh, 5 p.m. West Coast time, Dealer Gaming's channel. Dealer Gaming, salute. Cole Eastwood, salute. D-Batch, the whole crew, Zarka. Tim Dog, the new acquisition. Salute you guys. Nice. End this show. Fonz, thank you for picking up the call. Thank you. Brother. Appreciate it, man. Bro. Always. And family. Family. You already know. Salute, bro. And uh, Lord, um, actually, Lord Bowden, let's get you in on this. This whole epic star. It's a lot of, a lot of tension in the, in the, in the internet and in the Twitterverse <laughs> right now. Oh, a lot of nonsense. Yeah, where, where uh, are you at this man, where are you at with this? This is, I don't know. I think Fonz kind of nailed it, right? I, I don't like any monopolization, and Steam has been a monopoly on PC gaming for a long time now. Now, to be fair, right? They offer great deals. They've uh, they've expanded Steam tremendously since the first launch, right? It's got a lot of functionality like he was just talking about. Um, but they need to be checked. And this is Epic com coming out with that Fortnite billions, right? And basically just flexing and saying, here, here's our money. Um, we've got endless amounts of it right now. That's good. And, um, you know, we're going to check Steam. And so they gave that developer cut, you know, a, a much bigger cut. Developers, obviously, we know where they're going to go, right? It's oh, money. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 just it's business. That's all it is at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. And and when you've got publishers looking at their bottom line and looking at their their board sitting around the table saying, "What are our stocks doing?" and you're you can't make that decision to give away fifteen percent of your game's profit. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Yeah. Really? Um, 
I mean, I've been in some of those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do that. They're going to say, wait, there's another option where we get 15% more revenue from the same game. Um, that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. You don't have a decision here. This that's where you're going. Talk about um, so I mean that's that's what's happening. And and I, you know, whether Epic's going about it the right way or not, and you can debate, but the fact that they're doing it and they're challenging Steam, I think is a good thing, honestly. It's finally someone to go to Steam and say, Hey, you're not the only dog in town. That's the big um, exactly. Yeah. Question before you move on, before I, I want, I'm gonna give the king. King's ready, he's bubbling. But I want I want to ask you one thing. What about the comment? That uh, Tim Sweeney said recently in reference to, you know, a lot of backlash and, you know, what Epic Store is doing as far as the exclusive. He is saying that if um, he said, and I quote, he said, if Steam committed to a permanent 80 percent revenue share for all developers and publishers without major strings attached, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusives while honoring their partner agreements and consider putting their own games on Steam. How do you feel about that statement, Lord Bowden? Do you hold him to that? Do you think he's he's playing games with that, or is he real with that? Where, where you can, can you uh, let's imagine for a second you're in this, you're a player, a key player, uh, uh, one of one of five or whatever, right? In this battle, and you have the balls to come out and make a statement <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? I mean, he basically just went to Gabe and all of everybody at Valve and said, "Hey, what's good? Here it is. Let's yeah, go. Here it is." And uh, he's basically calling their bluff, right? Yep. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's basically saying, I know you guys don't want to do this. So I'm going to say, if you do it, things will be this way. But I know you're not going to do it. So yep. um, I don't know. I think it's it's funny to watch him fold. I just I couldn't imagine having that type of, uh, yeah. you know, money and funding and responsibility and everything and just come out and make statements like that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, it's crazy to me. I think it's fun to watch unfold, you know what I mean? Because I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm kind of with Fonz. I, I PC game for a while. I used to build PCs and mm -hmm. get really into it. And nowadays, man, I'm so busy and I'm older. Yeah. And I just like turning on my console and playing. Um, it's just a lot easier. Um, nothing against PC gaming. That's just for me. So I don't have a dog in this fight. I really don't. But I just find it interesting to watch unfold. Absolutely. Let's get Lord King. He's bubbling right now. <laughs> I'm war chest and money. I, I see you. King I said, I said, hey, hey, look at you guys. Look at you guys. Y'all upset right now. You mad. You big man. <laughs> look at you all upset and in your feelings. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Woo! Now you now you getting a taste of what this console life is about. You sitting, you don't like it. It don't taste good. We, <laughs> we want our stuff all over. No, it's not all over. If you get out and lay down, you play here or you play nowhere. You don't like it. Hey, what you gonna do? You gonna be in two stores now. Now you gonna have two apps. You gonna be in two places. What's the problem? <laughs> Are you upset because that the company said we're gonna save money over here, so we ain't gonna put it over there? Okay, then you're gonna have to get another library together. Let's play etiquette. What about the people who say this is anti-consumer? That's not with you. It's literally not about you, all right? Right. You listen, you walk past how many. Uh, restaurants you walk past every day and mm -hmm. don't decide to put your money in there. Mm -hmm. Now you say, I'm not going to patron those guys. I know I'm going to go to this place. So you're deciding on what you want to eat, where you want to eat, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same place. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Nothing is given to you. You're not entitled to anything. Mm -hmm. so if you want to take your buck, 
to this place, take your bucks here. If you want to take your bucks here, take your bucks here. If you want to eat in both places, which I like to do, I like to go get French fries from Burger King, right? And walk <laughs> in the McDonald's with my Burger King French fries and pick up a fish sandwich and sit down and eat. And you can't tell me I can't do that because I'm doing it because I got my fries from them because y'all make garbage fries. I like these fries and I'm going to sit here and eat this fish sandwich because I don't like it over there. But I put my Money in both places, so you're both winning. So you're both gonna shut up and allow me to eat my meal. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> Let me get a little buzz because I got a lot to say too. Buzz, what do you feel about the whole um epic store? What Epic Store is doing with the acquisition of a studio, man, Psionics, and do you feel, Lord Moss, this is anti-consumer? I mean, like. Uh... For, for, I mean, okay, so I'm a PC gamer as well, and I play um, on PC um, quite a bit, right? Uh, apart from consoles. So, I mean, for me, it's really, it's just yet another uh, game launcher, or should I say, you know, store launcher, because I think I've got like six on my desktop, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like for me personally, I don't really care whether I will... Uh, start a game via um, Steam Launcher, Original Launcher, mm -hmm. uh, Epic Launcher, uh, Battle.net Launcher. Uh, did I miss it? <laughs> Any other launchers? Um, yeah. uh, actually, let me check my desktop. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Origin, you yeah, play? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, there's so many. Now, obviously, if 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 the rumors of like you know spying by China stuff, if if that was to be like true and stuff, I will I would say that that's dangerous and stuff, right? Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't really have a problem with the Epic. Now, obviously, I get that people may be like, um, okay, so Epic is there, but there's no feature, there's no like no party party chat party chat or whatever, right? But I think that they they kind of re like uh, released a roadmap of of all these features, and I think that that yeah. like within the next six or so months, mm -hmm. um, the Epic Store is going to be way way better. Mine. Because hey, I, I did use Epic Store, and it's 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 crap. Honestly, you, you cannot even Mine. you can not even question. sort the games, right? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Right. When Switch decides to give you no party chat and none of that stuff, right? <laughs> and Switch decides they're not going to care about what you're talking about, right? I'm going to give you a company because, you know, a lot of people is going to act like this is unprecedented. Like mm -hmm. they need to give me this. Mm -hmm. Nintendo has actually showed you they don't need to give you a damn thing. They're going to mm. put this out and they're going to give you online. Remember they said they're going to announce it online and you said party chat and stuff better be in there. And what happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, went down and people, I think they got what, 10 million active subscribers to their online. Listen, these companies don't care what you're talking yeah. about, mm -hmm. all right? They already see people buying the launcher. They know you're going to go where the games is at. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing in the corner with a headset on and you're mute and you can't talk to your friends, they don't care about you and your buddies, all right? <laughs> so as long as you keep giving them money, you keep buying from them, the only way mm -hmm. they stop what they're doing is mm -hmm. stop putting money you're saying sending an angry tweet but at the same time you're clicking purchase at the same time 
stealing my point, K. I'm about to go in. But where, 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 where <laughs> going? Um, shout out to Lord. Oh, who's in there? Oh, yeah, my boy, Dan Rodriguez. He says, no top tank top. Oh, man. Yeah, let's skip over that. We'll skip over. Salute. You know what I'm saying? So let me give it background here so we're clear. Let's go. We, we had a couple big casts, right? So this tattoo was done in honor of my son. And I had just got it done. And if you've had tattoos, you know it's a damn mess after you get it, right? Yeah. And so you, I couldn't at home wear a shirt because it was a mess. So I wore a tank top on like two Flexing. shows. Flexing. These guys have not let me forget. <laughs> Every time they're like, where's the tank top? Where's the tank top at? Let's go. <laughs> runs out. That's what it is. <laughs> it was down to JD game. All right. He says mods and uh, Iron Rock. He said Epic realized you can't sell what you don't have and forcing Steam to change or be left behind a la Blockbuster versus Netflix. And then The Surge had some interesting comments. He said, Epic Store service is, can't use the word, profanity. That's the issue. So unless they get their profanity together, <laughs> all their efforts, the strong arm will be in vain. Let me get at this, man. I got to talk about this. This is a good one, man. Listen, shout, I got to shout out to the pettiness of Lord Sweeney here. <laughs> Despite being the most despised man, you know what I'm saying, by the PC Master Ray, he continues to put the boot on, on the neck, man. I mean, you know, all jokes aside, just like, you know, Lord Bowden, you know, Lord Bowden, like, I've been only gaming on PC very since last year on a high-end rank. I love it, but I will always be a console gamer at heart first. Now, I got to admit, like, I'm with King. Like, I found all this outrage to be very hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, like, don't hear me on It's like, King. We from that era when, like, I had the Sega Genesis, right? And you own yep. it. And then King, I'll never forget that day. He had the Japanese import version of the Super NES. <laughs> and <laughs> F-Zero and Mode 7 for the first time. And I was like, yo, I got to have this. I don't care if it's the, I'm a Sega kid, right? I don't, I don't care what platform. I was like, I have to get the opposing platform because my mind is blown. Like, this is amazing. So it got <laughs> NES the next day as soon as it came out. So Yo, he's not telling you the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said it's behind up, right? Because, <laughs> all right, you got to understand from my perspective, I had to say it. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So they told me at uh, Canal that I can pick up the, the Super Famicom mm -hmm. when it dropped. Right, so I went down. I think I spent like four or five hundred dollars. I don't care. Give me it. Give me. It. Give me all these games. <laughs> give me Act Razor. Give me everything. Let's go. Wings. Out of there. Got to the oh, house, man. and I'm laying in my bed, and I put it on. Mm -hmm. I yeah. said, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This sound chip is crazy. They, they graphics is crazy." So I called him immediately. It had to be like seven a.m. in the morning <laughs> immediately because I got it at five a.m. Right? Yep. I called him at seven a.m. So I called him, and he had our other cousin come through us. Oh, so they came over to the house. Mm -hmm. I've never seen tears of why I got to leave his house now. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yo, it was so I was like so. I said I can't believe they're doing this. Oh my god! Look at these graphics. Like I've never seen anything like that. So okay, basically what I'm trying to say is, look, at the end of the day, you go where the games are. You go where the games are. That's just what it is. Now, I know this is not a one-to-one -one comparison. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, what's, what Epic is doing, and I'm saying most likely, you know, Rocket League is going to be removed from Steam. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I hate the features. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hate timed exclusive. And I get that. Like, the last-minute nature is a little shady with some of these deals. I'm not I'm not going to lie. But here's the problem. Like, like King said, like, that loud vocal majority against Epic, you know what I'm saying, is not stopping them. Like, they're seeing 
the success of titles like Metro, Metro Exodus, which sold like two and a half times more than Last Light did on theme. They seen on, on the Epic Store, they've seen that. So all that childish review bombing is not swayed where the majority of gamers are going to get their favorite games. Like, so hate it or love it. Epic knows this, man. They're going to continue. They got the data. They're going to continue that practice. Practice. So it's up to y'all to truly vote with your wallet, not review bomb, you know what I'm saying, and, and show that, yo, it's up to Steam now to kind of step up their game, right, and, and, and fight a little bit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to come back that. Because ultimately, this is good, in my opinion, long term for gamers. Like, Epic is over here. They like, what's that movie? Like, you got fat Willie Star. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's, 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 that's Wakanda forever. Hey. I went, when, when <laughs> Killmonger walked in, it's a look at all y'all laughing. All comfortable. Y'all <laughs> all comfortable. All comfortable, man. It's their turn. They got that, like, like Lord Bowden said, they got that Fortnite money. They got that war chest. Right. And last point I want to make, um, shout out to Lord Derek Bradley, CEO of um, Aurora 44 Studios and mm. Creative Ashen. We had him on ILP, um, ILP oh. 97. Right. And he talked to us about the huge benefit of having Ashen on the Epic Store, as well as like the tremendous support they got and the financial backing. So in my mind, I can't say it's anti-consumer when the very devs that create the games we love are getting more of a revenue slit split and they can better brace for any impact of a failed game. Because we all know what a failed game, you know, what I'm saying like your studio could go under. So that's just where I'm at with it. You know, I'll leave it to you guys to finish this point up, you know, as far as that. But um, it's, it's very interesting to watch to me about it. I think this thing is very, very interesting. So that's a great point about the dev and shout out to that, man. Ashton, it's a great game. I actually played that for Backseat Gaming, funny enough. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, right. If the devs, you got to go with the devs and publishers are saying sometimes those conflict. But mm -hmm. if the devs telling you this was good for us and it's good for us, there's a lot of studios out there that are one game away from bankruptcy. Absolutely. And so, yeah, they're not trying to take that chance. As I, as I said, man, it's business. These guys, it's a business. It's what it is. They did business. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will move on. Lord Attic had to go, but are we going to shoot his topic off? And he had a good one, man. This is a good one. It's, it's talking about games as a service. And uh, what he wanted to kind of expound on was like, you know, obviously we see CFDs, what's going on and, you know, how they continue to evolve. But just in general, you know, I mean, we've seen stories like with Anthem and stuff like that, what's going on with them, kind of on the flip side. So just about games as a service in general and if it's bad for the industry. So, uh, Lord Biden, let's start with you. Um, what's your take on games as a service? Do you think it's bad for the industry? Where where, where you where do you reside on that? Yeah, that's a big question. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn. I think it can be done well. It can be done poorly, just like most other things, right? Um, you look at something like, so Division 2, I said I've been playing the hell out of. Um, and I, I bought, I'm a big looter shooter. I think I said that at the start, right? So I have Anthem, I have uh, Division 2, and I said before they both launch, hey, Division 2 is going to crush it. Um, mm -hmm. Just yeah. because they had that foundation from the first game, and you kind of you knew what massive entertainment was doing because they communicate well, right? Mm -hmm. um, we're not even gonna talk about Bioware's communication. Um, but you kind of knew that. So if I look at something like Division Two and you see the package that you get in that game at launch, um, that's where I think, and the roadmap, right? This one year one roadmap, which is all free from massive. That's where I think game as a service has its, uh, hits its stride, hits its potential, right? Cause you're giving players tens if not hundreds of hours of, of gameplay from one game and they can just continue 
to you know invest in that world for a long time and i think that's a great thing mm -hmm. um but then you look at games <laughs> like anthem you look at games like fallout 76 you look at games like uh Des destiny's original launch um there, there's a lot of examples where a lot of promises are made and that launch game is just not there it's not even close to what they were talking about so and then then you're invested what then you're invested 60 dollars in a game that is not what was said to be mm -hmm. and then you know i this is just me speaking but i i thought bungie had some fucking audacity mm -hmm. to language sir sorry 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 <laughs> had the audacity a little lord for the little lord. yeah sorry 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 it's all good, um it's all good to come out and uh you know then say well you know we highly improved this game but to, to, to really play everything in the game you got to buy this 40 dollar expansion <laughs> yeah you, that, you know, the, the you know and, and then at that point it which wasn't even part of the season pass which yeah. i had you know what I mean? So you get those first two expansions, which were nothing. Mm -hmm. And then they come out and say, here's a $40 expansion that really makes the game good. And you're like, <laughs> like, I can. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it, it comes down to the devs and publishers as always. Right. If you have a good dev and they're not uh, managed by a poor publisher, mm -hmm. um, which I think Anthem suffered from because we saw, uh, I forget his name now, but the CEO of EA Wilson, right? Yeah. He came out last year and said Anthem will launch in our fiscal year. Yeah. Uh, and so what that says to to stock, we're back to the stockholders because that's what it comes down to, <laughs> is that, you know, that game was going to launch by March, period. Hell or high water. Come yeah. hell or high water, exactly. good or bad. You it doesn't matter. This game. And they could go to Wilson and say, hey, this isn't, it doesn't matter. matter. We told the stockholders this game's launching fiscal I'm year. Glad you said that. So that, and that's what happened. And we see where we are with Anthem. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, you get the flip side. I think Ubisoft has been probably the pinnacle um, over the past few years of, of games as a service, man. They have, we could talk forever, right? Rainbow Six Siege. Woo! You got uh, even For Honor, which started off, you know, getting criticized a lot. That's still going strong. You've got Wildlands are still supporting. Uh, Division Two is a, a great example. Um, they're just they're killing it with su continued support for existing franchises. So I think it's down to planning. All right, when you when you don't really have a plan, you you have to plan for the good and the bad. You don't always go in looking for the good. All right, you always got to plan for the bad because eventually the bad will crop up. Right, so you got to plan for bugs. You got to plan for downtime. You got to plan for server things. You have to plan for these things so when they do happen, you have a a strategy in place for you to make sure that the game is not down long, the bugs is wiped out really quickly, and you understand that these guys, once you, you have speed run guys that blow through games that don't look at your story. Normally your story will take, we got 40 hours of story. Okay, now let's look at it from the other perspective of the speed run guy. How long would it take for him to knock that game out? If he knocks it out in three hours, he's standing around doing nothing, complaining about your game. But you have <laughs> to keep him engaged, right? So I always thought, and we're going to say games as a service, we're going to talk about an anthem, we're going to talk about a failed game, we have to talk about the games that are successful, like it's Division 2 because the division one everybody was trying to throw it in the bushes i thought it was a good game you have to understand they build on these things those roadmaps are very important but you also have to be flexible when the wrong happens the wrong happened to anthem and i hear it was terrible all the way through i knew it didn't have a place to fit in i knew the game wasn't going to sell uh how they wanted it to sell because they were pushing it to the boardroom right mm -hmm. games as a service is a great thing 
it needs to be in something like a game pass. And I'm going to keep telling you this. The reason why, and, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, King, you can't put mediocre games in a service uh, and let it grow there. No, what you're doing is you're cushioning the fall. Mm. All right, you're giving them airbags just in case something <laughs> does go wrong. You don't jump in your car and say, oh, it's the safest car in the world. Forget the airbags. The hell no. <laughs> right? You, you sat there and said, well, you know, let me make sure that I get the maximum amount of airbags in this car uh, safety ready 100%, right? You're not going there anticipating a crash. But just in case something goes wrong, you don't die, right? So you want to make sure that that game is cushioned so it has a chance to grow. When they when games as a service is part of a service, I think that's the best thing. We're all taking a gamble when we go out to purchase games. You don't know that if the game is going to be fantastic or not on any game, even if it's not a game as a service game. You don't understand if it's going to be supported, uh, if it's going to be a good game. You're going in with hopes and dreams. Let, let me give you the flip, though, King. What about just to play devil's advocate? Because right. let's be honest, we're all most of us here. I'm going to ask Mons in a minute, but most of us here are kind of like games of Sir Luda Shooter kind of guys, right? But I want to flip it. Like, what do you say to the argument for people to say, you know what? I'm not feeling that a lot of these games are launching. Like, let's use Fallout 76 for example. Broken, broken, or in an unfinished state where it's going to evolve. And like, let's be honest. As much as Sea of Thieves is having a resurgence right now. Right. right. Sea of Thieves launched. There was a lot of people who are saying, hey, this is boring. There's nothing to do, you know, you know, kind of thing. So what do you say to those people that sometimes the games and services use as an excuse to launch very light content and then add it on later? All right. OK, so you see how Sea of Thieves launched uh, regular and it launched in Game Pass. Yes. The people that weren't crying. It was the Game Pass. dudes. Mm. The people that were crying was the guys that didn't have the cushion. Mm -hmm. All right. So. When it launches in Game Pass, it gets a chance to grow and turns into something different. Now, the fact that Anthem, and I hope Anthem does make it to Game Pass, the fact that Anthem is out there standing alone, twisting in the wind, without mm -hmm. any support as far as you're seeing devs leaving, you're seeing people leaving, games launching broken is a new trend. It's new, all right? Before we get a cartridge, and it's complete. The game is complete. You got it. There was no add-on. There was no internet <laughs> for you to download some DLC <laughs> or something to save your game from being crap. If it was crap as it launched, they understood that it was going to be crap forever. Mm. All right? So, so now you got a system that they put in place that we agreed upon because we keep purchasing these broken games. <laughs> we are complicit in this. I want you to say it because a lot of you guys are out here running around screaming, those games come out broken. But if it's your favorite game, your favorite <laughs> franchise, you are purchasing the game hoping for DLC to fix it. Mm. Stop doing that and complaining about what happens next. That's the problem. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're going to get Lord Mods in on this. 86 watching. You know, please hit that like. Please hit that subscribe. We're really trying to give you guys quality content as much as we can. Lord Mods, I'm very curious. I don't I don't take you as a looter shooter kind of guy. <laughs> no. And, and you're right. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't really play a lot of these service, uh, you know, kind of games, but um, I'm more of a single player kind of uh, gamer, yeah. right? And I, I like, you know, some multiplayer games once for a while, but like, you know, you know, quick 30 and maybe up to our multiplayer session and, and I'm out, all right? Mm -hmm. But like, I think it, it all comes down to the, you know, quality of the, of the, 
content because like like with a single player game i guess that it's actually sometimes it's actually um more difficult to fix something right with yeah. single player game while with uh you know games of service i mean there's if you've got like a good plan for next for you know for some for you know future right i mean even if if you obviously which is not great if you actually come up with a game that is broken or, or some got some problems um you can fix it right right um but my, my problem is that uh, like destiny is a great example i mean you know these i mean I don't really want to blame developers. I, I guess it's more about publishers. They just milking the gamers, right? Because, like somebody said, like if you, if you, if if you, uh, I think King said that that if you release a broken game or basically a game without any content, and you are hoping that uh, basically you know gamers going to have to pay like an additional sixty dollars to actually get some content and some fixes, I mean that's not fair, really, right? I feel you. Um, so you know, I, I mean that's my take on it. So I, I guess like at the end of the day. If you release a good game with a you know steady you know in income of of new content all the time, I, I mean you know you're probably up for success. If not, then you 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 know a developer is is going to struggle. Although as I said, I mean if if they deliver like free content, new content updates and stuff, and we've seen like uh, uh, Rain Rainbow Siege, I think yeah. uh, was one of them. I mean it's still one of the you know, mostly played games, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on all platforms, right? And, you know, and, and it, it struggled at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Slow Mo. He said, Mods, are you saying Bungie's price gouging their community? <laughs> uh, the Wild Bates, he says, what's up, Mods? You know what I'm saying? I'm actually, I'm actually, inter I'm actually interested to see uh, what Bungie is going to come up with uh, oh, yeah. you know, after the, you know, split oh. with, uh, you know, um activision so you know mm. this is going to be a real test for bungie whether that was activision telling them to mill gamers or was it like yeah let's do it they put out content they've been putting out content if you follow the last word with low cognito and imantis they go into the fact that um there's a lot of content i just logged into destiny the other day and i saw a crap ton of content that was there that i never had before mm. um yes a lot of it is you know, switched around uh kind of in the same name but they're trying to get their lane they're trying to get Get their footing they understand what's going on and how the division two changed their uh fortunes and they're trying to do the same thing with older uh software all right but the new software going forward we're going to see the, the the true test of bungie and the new software going forward with mm -hmm. destiny 3 which is inevitable it's coming Mm -hmm. right. to JD again again. Oh, thank you, brother. With this five dollar super chat, if COTs was released today, how would each member of the panel rate it with its current content level? Ooh, um, good question. Um, I think right now, from from what I'm hearing, this content update is really strong. I'm hearing good things about it. I haven't got a chance to play it. I heard they have actually have like some type of story. I give it a nine. Quest based stuff, and then um, I forgot who I was listening to that also said um. They, I forgot they have another mode. I don't know if it's like a arena mode or something like that. Arena, yeah, it's a PvP mode. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. And I, I've heard good things. I'm curious to go back to it. Um, Lo, about it. I let you 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 uh, played it or? Uh, not the update. No. So we're we're actually gonna be playing. Dan's played a ton of it. Um, and we used to play. Man, that game is just hilarious. It's a really unique game. It's hard to compare it to anything else because mm -hmm. you know it, it's just really unique. But man, when you play with like three other buddies and you're just <laughs> you know messing around on the ship and sailing and fighting it's hilarious so Absolutely. yeah i think with this new update giving you the pvp standalone option and the tall tales um 
shores of gold is what the single player thing is, which is supposed to be like 10 to 15 hours with like puzzles. They call it kind of like a Goonies oh, and wow. Indiana Jones mix. Okay. Um, which those two hit us right away, right? Goonies and Indiana Jones. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. I think if it released with all these updates today, it would have been a much different conversation for sure. Daniel B. King says, stop it. He said, nine, King, stop it, King. He's a nine. He said, you frauding, King. <laughs> You're going to say that I'm frauding right now, right? His level of what he said was with all the content you got right now. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. So maybe for you, it's not a nine. <laughs> but again, I'm gonna tell you right now, your opinion doesn't move me. <laughs> so when I go to purchase, I'm I don't say I wonder if he will like this. I don't like it. it I, you know what? To be honest with you, it never entered my head. Oh, so and I hope I don't enter your head when you're going to purchase a game and be like, King gonna put that fraud alert if I purchase this game. <laughs> don't do that. All right, oh. don't don't purchase your games hoping to please me because it's not gonna happen. But you see. I keep Sega Classics on right here because these are Sega boys in this room. So oh, Sega yeah. Classics has been running on. So if you actually look over, you actually see a lot of good Sega games that you probably would not rate a 10, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me jump in, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm way low about it, man. This is tough for me because clearly I'm biased. I like Ludus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Salute to my brethren, Lordy Bontis. Uh, last word on all Ludus shooters. We do every Friday that uh, that show. But um, listen, I'm addicted to these games. Like, you know, the Destinies, the Divisions, even the Anthems, and soon Borderlands. So I can definitely see <laughs> this is what I'll say, because y'all know how I feel about Battle Royale, right? So it's like I can definitely see some mumble rap tendencies with people, like <laughs> copying certain things to catch a wave you know what i mean I, I see certain companies you know trying to get on that games as a service kind of trend and I, I get it you know what i'm saying you know the thing is it's like look right now some of them are launching very light on features and i think with the selling point that it's going to evolve it's going to get better and i think like king said like unless you're free to play or in a like games as a service like game pass like most gamers are not going to stick around until your game decides they, they wants to get better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people with the community, you got to get a community what they want. So I think it's three things. This is me. It's the law of cognitive three things that you need to do. If you're a looter shooter that you, I mean, that you got to kind of get, get involved with your game. The first is transparency. Like, like what bounce. I think you have to be transparent. You got to let the community know, yo, what's going on with the updates, why these patches and why these decisions that you're doing are being made. You know, no one needs to be guessing. I'm looking at you destiny. <laughs> you don't need to be what's going on in your game two you got to be consistent you know what i'm saying like these games are tremendous time sinks so and the player base is gonna eat it up like candy so you got to have a strong live team live team got to be strong that's willing that's always going to be able to deliver that consistent playing content and then the third thing it's kind of similar to number two but it's it's roadmap right and you're seeing that kind of anthem like even if it's just a bullet point right hey in november this raid is coming or this you know month we're going to launch this activity like no one wants to play a perceived dead game with no hope on the horizon right so that to me is the key like if you do that with your base you're communicating you're consistent you have a roadmap and you're being honest and transparent then i think you can be fine you know what i'm saying so that's just me that's what i got on it but um we will move on if anyone got anything else um, last two, we'll fly through these because we know we're running over a little bit over. Um, Borderlands 3. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! The reveal. A lot of people hype about what's going on. And um, obviously, 
then also some statements from uh, Lord Randy Pitchford <laughs> uh, versus Game Informer. We'll get into that, but let's talk about the game first, and then we'll talk about the second part. Lord Bowden, are you a Borderlands guy, and uh, did you see the gameplay reveal, and then what do you think about uh, Randy Pitchford's statement regarding <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, diehard Borderlands. In fact, my whole family, we played wow. together. Wow. Um, yeah, my, my stepson, who's in the Marines out in Hawaii, um, diehard Borderlands guy, hundreds of hours. My, my son, mm-hmm. uh, my youngest son, who's here, still here, plays it. My wife, my wife even plays it with us. So nice. diehard, man. I've got um, got the collector. I got the loot chest right behind the camera right there from Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've got two of the diamond loot chest editions pre-ordered. Yeah. Uh, I am all over it, all over it. So I love what I've seen. I've watched all the reveals. I've watched extra footage. Um, I love it. It's kind of like they went into my head and said, okay, take Borderlands 2, keep all the good, make a lot of things 2019 ready, and here you go. And that's exactly what they've done. Was was you with us at PAX East? Was you there? No, I didn't make it out. I've never been to a PAX. I've heard great things. Oh, go. Um, You got to go there. Yeah. 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 He said, did I hear someone mention the king of looter shooters? (laughs) (laughs) Borderlands 3 is coming for its title. I'll say that. It's coming. It's coming. Absolutely. I feel you, man. So what? What about the the statements? What what's going on with the uh, Michael Chan? Obviously, you know what Game Informer had reported. You know, in reference to there would be cosmetic items of, of microtransactions, the evil word, <laughs> and then uh, Randy Pushford had some things to say, right? Right, little about it about this. Did he? He had, a, <laughs> he had an eighteen tweet barrage. Like, what the hell was he doing, man? You're a CEO of a company. Get the hell off of Twitter with your eighteen tweet barrages. <laughs> Doing. If I'm a worker at that company, I'm like, good God, shut up. You know, like I just anyway, I don't know. Hey, he's a he's an awkward guy. You know, what I mean, he, he just is. He's one of those guys that you, you kind of wonder why they put him. There's got to be someone who could present better than Randy at these shows. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I guess we get the point he was trying to make. It's not nefarious um, loot content. It's not loot boxes. There's not. You're not having to spend all this money to get things that are going to help you get loot or level up or any. So, you know, we all understand that. Yeah. But re- regardless, if you're just going on pure definition, being right. able to buy cosmetic items is a microtransaction. It right. just is. Letter to the law. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. He could have been clear about it. Mm-hmm. We kind of see what he meant. Mm-hmm. But he needs to accept that buying cosmetics is still a microtransaction one way or another. Fair enough. Lord Mods, are you a Borderlands fan? And uh, also, uh, what did you think about Randy Pitchford's statements versus Game Informer? Yeah, I, I did play uh, quite a lot of uh, Borderlands. I'm actually pl- replaying those uh, games again on PC. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, Borderlands. Um, yeah. Um, as for the um, uh, these, um, you know, uh, Mr. Pitchfork, um, uh, statement. I mean, I haven't really seen all his tweets and stuff, but I think he it was something to do with uh, you know uh, uh, loot boxes and that kind of stuff. So didn't he did he just deny it first and then he said like yeah, but there may be something yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, something like that. Yeah, kind of yeah, I, I've seen <laughs> something like that. Come on, um, yeah. I, I mean, he went in on Game of Farmer hard. He said that's not what they're doing, but yeah. yeah, but but I think he then then said that yeah, but you will find something in the game and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I I like when developers, publishers, and everything are really like clear and 
they are honest, right? And clearly there's something stinking going on over here. So, um, you know, um, I mean, I, I would be surprised if, if there was nothing in the game in terms of like loot boxes and some microtransactions, that kind of stuff. I mean, because clearly every, every all a lot of these games actually do that right now mm -hmm. and publishes and stuff. So, yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily like when you no know, gamers are being mis misled. If you know what I mean, right? So. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I was saying, Lord King, Borderlands reveal. We were there in the building when it was. Oh here. man, nice, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was, it was an exercise in uh, dexterity and due diligence. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really respect uh, the CEO. Mm. Uh, for doing his hard work, it, it was it was it was beautiful yeah, to see. It was it was beautiful. That's that's what happens. You know, you can't plan for the wrong, but when the wrong happens, you have a plan. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I really respect him, and I'm purchasing the game off of that strength mm -hmm. of what he did and how he feels for his team. Mm -hmm. We did we did see something genuine there, right? Like, yeah, 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 and that was that was good to see. And you could see, I think at one point he was like almost tearing up. Um, yeah, you know, because. You know, they've probably been working on years for this. So that was good to see. I absolutely give you that. And yeah. the fact that, you know, the excitement of the fans to watch, because, you know, they had those frame hiccups when they first played it, which were driving his team crazy. And yeah. um, when they finally got it going, you could see how excited he was for the game yeah. and the fans, which was cool. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you feel about this whole this statement, you know, him, him going at Game Informer about them reporting that there are cosmetics in the game and him kind of, bombing them <laughs> well you understand he's a very passionate person so i don't mm -hmm. really you know th that's like uh petting a, per uh, a porcupine and getting mad at the stick you you, know, um, you you can't really do that thing uh you can't really expect something different be careful who you talk about a lot of these people take this stuff seriously this is a game that's highly anticipated and they don't want no negativity attached yeah. to it before the game comes out they want to reach a broader audience they mm -hmm. understand that before when borderlands came out there wasn't no destinies there wasn't no divisions mm -hmm. all right there wasn't no anthems they don't want any negative stigma attached to this game at all they want this game to be able to stand on its own they want it to uh, be able to fit in all right they i want y'all to understand anthem really lost because it was not a place for it to fit in mm. all right so they need borderlands to be able to galvanize their community right those people are going to purchase mm -hmm. and they need to to reach critical mass where it reaches out to other uh, people that don't play borderlands mm -hmm. and they need that word of mouth to spread nowadays uh, a bad tweet will will sink tens of thousands of uh, purchases so i feel him i understand why he would say it uh and being that like i said before if you was watching there if you were there, you understand the level of individual that you're dealing with, and his his team works so hard on this, and he's gonna go to bat for his squad. Yeah, I, I, I understand the sentiment. I mean, I jump into. I mean, about the game. Like I said, I'm kind of late to Borderlands, but I did play two. I really enjoyed it. This seems to be a tremendous improvement. Game looks great. I like the smart loot system because none of that loot ninja and stuff and people mm -hmm. take your gear. Now they kind of got that part up to speed with like a destiny and stuff. And to be honest, Lord Bowden, like I got into the game late, but you know what really connected me to Borderlands is actually tales of the borderlands oh, okay. i played the telltale game shout out to dizzy he knows what's going on shout out to attic we, we both play that is the most hilarious telltale game i ever played it really put me in the world of borderlands and i found out that one of the characters i believe his name is uh reese is right, right yeah 
he's gonna be in three. So I'm like, yeah. I'm a fan of that cat. Like I would laugh out. That game made me laugh out loud like four times. Like, <laughs> I love that game. So I'm feeling that world and all that. Now, as far as the statements, you know, you know, I'm kind of I'm I'm in the middle. I'm kind of with Lord King and I'm kind of with Lord Bowden on certain things because it's like, you know. It's a tough situation. Like, I'm a huge fan of Game Informer. Like, I've been rocking with them since, like, they were packing mm-hmm. magazines with GameStop. Remember when you, you yep. buy this? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I, I, I've always, and those guys, I got tremendous respect for, you know what I mean? Salute to those guys. And they did their reporting. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, as far, and as far as Randy, I don't know him personally. He seems like a cool guy. We saw him at PAX, you know, super passionate. You know, salute to him. But like King said, keeping his composure when all things were going wrong, doing that initial Boylands reveal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt for the guy on stage. You know, the guy was doing magic tricks. He was doing a whole bunch of stuff. I don't <laughs> think, I honestly don't think mm-hmm. I've seen anyone in that circumstance right. for that to happen. And that, right. ma- listen, right. that place was packed for people coming to just see you in that game. Yeah. And for that to happen, yeah. and it didn't happen once. It yeah. didn't happen twice. It happened three times. He had to keep his composure, and me and Ken talked about it at the show. Like, could you imagine? Like, you, you know, mm-hmm. it's the big reveal and all these things keep going wrong. And mm-hmm. I, I salute him on that aspect. But you know, here's the thing. All being said, he was out of pocket coming at Game Informer. In my opinion, he was out of pocket coming at Game Informer. Because here's the thing. It's like I know what you're saying, King. Like the, the evil, dirty little word of microtransaction. Once that gets out, right? Negative mm-hmm. connotation attached to the game. I get it. I get it. But it is what it is. If your game got it, you got well, it. It's not out yet, and a lot of things can happen. As Sony is proof positive to the fact that up to an hour before the show, they went and switched everything <laughs> around on that PlayStation 4, brother. So it was launching with DRM, and it was doing all that stuff that y'all did not want to hear. So Listen, up until that point, they can snatch it out. Okay, here, here's the I feel, but here's the thing, though. And I got I know a lot of people don't like him, but I got to salute Lord Jason Schreier with the epic clapback. Did you see the clapback? No. He put out a tweet. And he said, um, regarding the same type of statements Randy made about Battleborn. See, when Battleborn was launched, when it came out, and they, I think, I believe Kotaku, one of those guys, were kind of the first to report, like, hey, this is going to go free to play. And in typical fashion, Randy jumped out on Twitter, to his Twitter fingers, no, this is not happening. You know what I'm saying? This is BS. Why would someone put a horrid story like that? And um, yeah, he, he put, he's like, I was told about a reckless story about Battleborn being free to play. And then literally, you know, a few weeks later, it goes free to play. Because <laughs> they don't like the leakage. Somebody leaking someplace and they need to cut the leak. Like, I feel it. Don't. Don't announce my wedding before I announce my wedding. Like, don't do that. And, and I get it. Somebody need to snatch his, his cell phone away from him. That's all, man. He got caught again. So I, I kind so Shrya was ready when he saw what was going on with this Borderlands three. He's like, oh, where are you okay? <laughs> he put it out and it is what it is. He went for him, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Listen, I you know, I, I agree. I think I don't think he's an evil guy based on my mm-hmm. impression of him, but he definitely probably speaks a little. Yeah, he, he I think King nailed it. He's really passionate. Yeah, he stands up for his squad. Yeah, and those are good things, right? But he should I said it before, he's an eccentric kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> and game informer, you know, Andy kind of made the statement, mm-hmm. uh, which was factual. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, naturally, the way they wrote it, 
causing controversy, right? Yeah. But Randy came back, and and I think that's where I struggled because of the type of guy he is. I don't mind you. You absolutely stick up for your team, right? Stick up for the development. You don't want that label, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way he went about it, oh. I think, yeah, I think coming back, making a huge charade about it, does more damage in the long run mm-hmm. than just coming back. You know, being matter of fact and say, look. There's nothing you can buy on day one. Mm-hmm. We're debating putting some uh, cosmetics only. There'll never be any uh, loot chest. There'll never be any pay for performance or pay for upgrade type things. Um, sorry if I was unclear and leave it at that. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it professional. Get out your feelings. I agree. But, but Randy's not that type of guy, to King's yeah. point. He's just yeah. he's a different type of guy. Different type of dude, man. So that's all I got on that. King, let's just wrap up. We got your last joint. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, we can drop that into the bushes. Uh, we can talk about it because it's an ongoing thing that you guys, we don't need to. It's, it's not a rapid pack thing. It's okay. not something that I just, you know, want to roll out and just roll it into the bushes. Uh, it's something right. we're going to dig into and talk about. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. So we'll get out of here with the poll. New IOP poll this week with the recent announcement of the Epic Store acquiring Psionics and the possibility of Rocket League being removed from Steam. New purchase only at a later date. In your <laughs> opinion, is this move anti-consumer by Epic Towards Gamers? The choices are A, no, stop crying. Developers get more revenue and you still play Rocket League on both Steam and the Epic Store. B, yes, forcing temporary exclusives on an inferior platform last minute is shady. <laughs> C, I don't care until Epic Store forces me to bend the knee on my favorite exclusive. <laughs> That's what I'm down for. I'm, for. I'm down for that right there. <laughs> that is the choices. Those are the questions. Please rock the ILP vote when it goes up on Twitter tomorrow. Lord Ainsley Bowden, absolute pleasure to have you oh, in the room. Pleasure's all mine, man. It's been a it's been a great time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Fresh from the hockey game. Never asked you, <laughs> did you guys win? Uh, we we lost three two oh. in the championship. Yeah, one goal. <laughs> Which you know we were joking about it before, right? If we would have scored at the end, it would have gone to overtime. I would have been even more late. Oh, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you you mean to tell me you threw the game for us? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he said, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't attach that to me. I'm very <laughs> passionate about my hockey. Don't <laughs> attach that <Okay>. to me." Competitive <laughs> no, for that, but yeah, bro. Absolute pleasure to have you in the room, man. Where can the fine people find you? What do you have going on? Yeah, so uh, always check out Season Gaming. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Porsche Power. I'm Porsche Power everywhere. Um, so, and I have been forever. That's my live name, PSN, Twitter, kind of everywhere. So, coming up, uh, no, I'm getting into uh, Xbox Fan Fest in a few Woo! weeks here. Woo! I am so excited. So excited. I'm going to so enjoy that experience. But your first one? Fan Fest, yes. So I was at the Xbox conference last year, but I didn't get into Fan Fest last year. So nice. uh, me and Bert actually both go into that and uh, be at the conference, obviously, and um, you know, being there at E3 for the whole week. So just uh, oh, we got to link up, brother. We got to oh, absolutely, up. absolutely. Yeah, I, I was telling. I don't know if you told King, but King last year I was standing in line to get into the Xbox theater, and I saw you guys. You oh. were in line. You were in line, like just in front of me, but I didn't. You know, we'd never spoken. I wasn't gonna walk up and just. Be like, hey. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I actually encourage that. Uh, if you see me talk to me, I actually love that stuff. But this year, we definitely had you on show. You're definitely gonna come out to the compound. Uh, we always, you know, chop it up. We always go out for dinner and stuff like that. You yeah. are going to 
love Fan Fest. It is a real treat for mm. those people that get a chance to go to that treat. It is definitely whatever dessert that you ever love, mm -hmm. that's exactly what it's going to be for you. And I want you to soak it up. I want you to make sure that you take a lot of pictures, remember the moments, to yeah. record everything, talk and greet everyone, because when you're there, you're absolutely amongst family. You're mm -hmm. going to truly enjoy yourself, and it's going to be a high point of your uh, your trip. Trust yeah, me. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. man. Dope, dope, dope. Lord Mods, our fellow resident gamer and lord of lordsofgaming.net. How are you doing, sir? Where can I find people find you? What's going on, man? Yeah, thank you very much for having me again. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm always, you know, up for some tech talk and stuff and games <laughs> as well, because at the end of the day, it's all about content and power doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> Tell them about it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks a lot for, um, you know, having me, you know, great panel, great guests, uh, you know, great talks uh, as always, you know, gaming and stuff. And uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube, uh, obviously, Mads Gaming and, uh, Twitter, Mads Gaming PL. So, yeah, brilliant. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in, Lord Mods. Again, last minute, holding us down. Tremendous articles, man. Love the tech focus. Really appreciate what you do for yeah, us. Yeah, more, 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 more are coming because I had ah. some, you know, family situation. I was traveling recently a little bit as well. We had like a long weekend here in Poland as well. So, I haven't had too much time. But yeah, you know, more, more is coming soon. Much appreciated, sir. We always look out for those articles, man. Great content. So, um, yeah, man. And I also want to shout out Lord Fines who came through. Like I said, he's doing Fight Culture Podcast. Please check him out for your MMA combat talk fix with Lord Meds. You already know. Those are family to the realm. And, of course, Lord Sov. And I mean, Lord Addy actually had to go. He had to start to work. And, Lord Sov, we will see you next Sunday, hopefully, brother. Hope everything is okay with you in the realm. Uh, Lord King, where can I find people find you? What's going on, sir? Oh, it is. So on Wednesdays, you definitely can catch me at uh, KOS King of Statues. Now, um, what you see right there spinning in the background is uh, Thor Brick of Brimstone. If you want more information on that statue, you want a little bit background into it. If you saw Avengers Endgame, you want to understand the dual welding of the hammers and you want to see uh, Milner right over there and Stormbreaker right next to him. Those are broken down. Those are prop replicas. Those are not toys. They will definitely bash your head in. <laughs> very serious. Um, they're very heavy. Um, okay. So you tune in to uh, KOS. It's up on the YouTube channel. It's also at lordsofgaming.net. Also, um, your boy is in his bag. All right, so this is a uh, movie studio 16. I know it's not the top notch, you guys better leave me alone. But um, I'm uh flexing my uh little video muscles and I'm trying to bring you better content. So when you get combat talk with the king or you get a uh, KOS that's up, and we're also still working on arcade king and how to get that format that's and stuff on to you. We, should we move our cameras or are we allowed to legally show oh no you can you can see that stuff right there that's not me actually playing and you don't even know if that's green screen or whatever the hell it is i can actually plausibly deny everything that you see here so trust me i will do so in a court of law if my feet is held to the fire for this one but listen man i want you guys to uh continue to cultivate your uh your passion 
Uh, as you can see, you see um, Lord Ainsley's there with his statues and his wall. He meticulously put that wall together. It's a beautiful wall. I love his whole setup. I want you guys to never lose that passion, never lose that glow. These statues and these uh, toys are here. These are things that keep you grounded in your youth. Don't ever forget that joy and passion that you have. You know, uh, we were talking about depression earlier. I want you to stay in your safe and happy zone. And remember that time you first opened up your console or you first opened up your toy. Get back to those moments that bring you joy. Because a lot of times you're out here working and you're in the grind and you're in that grind. You stay in that grind. It will wear you down. That's why it's called the grind. You got to get back to your base, get to good things, enjoy your life. Make sure you take time out and, and smell the roses. So. Yeah. Well said, man, and, and it definitely a reflection of, of, of Lord Ainsley Bowden's article, the, the good in gaming, right? That's what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah, man, Lord Cognito here. You already know where you can find us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, notification, gang, all that good stuff. Lord Kaibatsu will have the audio up on all your favorite platforms, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Chat, thank you, man. You guys were absolutely spectacular. Links will be in the description. Um, next three weeks, man, I believe coming soon, we got the prediction series. It's a fair yeah. Favorite of us, so we'll get you the date. You know what I'm saying on that. We'll let you know, but we're gonna have some heavy hitter panels, just like today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, we're looking to really talk about what's going on with this press conference. We will get you the information as soon as we possibly can. Also, please for your gaming news, please check out LordsOfGaming.net. Obviously, you see Lord Mons on here. He's been putting out good content. And also, people, if you're interested, if you're just looking to get in the game as far as writing news or any of that kind of stuff, please reach out to myself. Reach out to Lord Dizzy in the chat or also the lord's gaming net twitter handle because obviously we're definitely still looking for aspiring scribes in the realm shout out to the stream team you already know who you are sonaldo el boogie mj's the boss old school style lord delapo should be coming back soon and uh, like you said king kos is up tremendous statues please king is putting tremendous content and another thing king got to give you credit you're giving backstory on comic book versions of the character the true origin versus the marvel cinematic universe and i think that is really cool to educate people on the differences you know what I'm saying? even educate me on, with my fraudulence on certain things <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna put the fraud alert on you myself a fraud line he schooled me on one aspect you know even though i have my issues with endgame he did yeah, school yeah. On certain things about things being true to comic even though it wasn't infinity going but we ain't gonna go there but <laughs> <laughs> nah, real talk though, he's killing it out there. And again, if you're a looter shooter fan, please follow the last word with myself and Ivantis every Friday. Your destiny, your division, your anthem, what's going on in all these looter shooters. That is our passion. That is what we do. Everybody, enjoy your Sunday. And on that note, peace.